Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Broward County Board of County Commissioners meeting of Tuesday, June 12th, 2018. And I'll wait for Commissioner Geller to make his way up. We have five, right? One, two, three. Wait. Vice Mayor Bogan. Okay. We. <laughs> and Bogan, both, <laughs> waiting for both. If you all would please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. And today we'll lead it by Commissioner Rich. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Please remain standing. It's a custom here at the county to observe a moment of silence in honor of notable persons from our communities who have recently passed. Is there anybody? Commissioner Rich. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to recognize that today, June 12th, uh, is the second anniversary of the Pulse nightclub shooting. Um, and uh, the Orlando community is obviously uh, commemorating this in many ways. Um, the day's first tribute happened at 2.02 a.m., the exact moment the shooting started that day. Um, starting at noon, bells will ring across Orlando. Orlando feels that pain of that night every day, but especially the 12th of June, as the region remembers the tragedy and pays tribute to the 49 innocent lives that were taken. And I just ask that we join them in remembering. Anyone else? Okay. Let us also honor the brave men and women who have served and continue to serve in the armed forces, both here and abroad, and thank them for their service. Now for a moment of silence. Thank you. Please take your seats. I want to welcome everybody here today. Uh, the music today was selected by Commissioner Rich. And you would like to speak to that? Go ahead. Um, I hope you all listened to the music today. There were actually two pieces. Um, I actually was thinking about a third, the Canadian National Anthem, but I decided I would <laughs> forgo that one. Since we do have over a million Canadians visiting us every year. Uh, so, but the two that we did hear, um, I, I, I'm sure many of you um, saw the Tony Awards and uh, they um, honored uh, Mel uh, Melody Hertzfeld, who was a heroic drama teacher at uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas and saved the lives of many students. Um, and uh, uh, she encouraged the students, many of them, to lead the national uh, movement, uh, the, the March uh, uh, for Our Lives. And um, uh, the, the song Shine um, uh, was sung, this is a song written by the students, and it was sung uh, uh, and um, as well as the, uh, uh, at the Tonys, the serenade for her, Seasons of Love from Rent, and those are the two songs. And they both really indicate hope uh, for the future and uh, the wonderful work that the young people are doing. So I wanted to recognize them through the music today. Yeah, incredibly powerful song. And, they, and the fact that they wrote it, I think the night before the town yeah. hall meeting, yeah. And it was just, I think everybody had goosebumps when they, when they heard it. So thank you for doing that today. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I usually yes. don't even hear the songs. And somehow this morning, yeah. it grabbed me. Yeah. Even, when, even when I select, I don't usually hear yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but, but well, that was right on spot, uh, uh, Commissioner Rich. Yeah. Uh, we have one proclamation today. The proclamation is for Americans with Disabilities Act Month. And if Jorge Abachi, uh, with the advisory board for individuals with disabilities, would join me, also would uh, June McCarthy, John Neff, Elaine Turner, and Elizabeth Espinoza, please join me at the podium. Today we're going to have a proclamation for um, American, uh, the, uh, for the Americans with Disabilities Act, and we've come up we've come a, a very long ways. And one of the things we're actually doing right now that people may be interested in is that we're actually trying to make our entire website um, accessible. That is an that is an incredible uh, effort, but we are going way back into the archives and everything to try to make sure that uh, all of it is readable. Etc. Uh, by the blind, etc. Uh, or in different ways, obviously. But it's pre pretty amazing what efforts are being made. So with, uh, so with that, I'm going to read this proclamation. Whereas on July 26, 1990, President George H.W. Bush signed into law the Americans with Disabilities Act that established a comprehensive national mandate for the elimination of discrimination against individuals with disabilities. And whereas this landmark civil rights legislation recognized that all Americans have something to contribute and deserve every chance to achieve their full potential. And whereas the ADA is built upon four pillars, full participation, equality of opportunity, independent living, and economic self-sufficiency. And whereas a county long committed to promoting individual rights and human dignity, the Board of County Commissioners continues to work to assure the full integration and participation of those with disabilities to live and work in our community. And whereas as we celebrate the ADA's 28th, 28th anniversary, let us remember that the pillars of the ADA can only stand tall and strong when everyone works together, those with and without disabilities, to continue shaping our communities to become fully inclusive and welcome to all. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the Board hereby designates the month of July 2018 as the Americans with Disabilities Act Month in Broward County, Florida, and encourages our community to demonstrate an ongoing commitment to promote, protect, and ensure the full enjoyment of all the rights and freedoms by people with disabilities. And would anybody like to speak? Karen? Thank you. Thank you, Mayor. Good morning. I live in an apartment now that is not accessible. So when my daughter April comes to visit, it's a real struggle to get her in and out of a little tiny bathroom. So when we talk about accessibility and we talk about the importance of people with disabilities being included in our community lives, we mean everything. You have a number of housing items on your agenda today. Are those units accessible? Do you manage the data on, in terms of remaining accessible? I would say the answer to one is yes and to the other is no. 
And so when we think about things like employment and things like transportation and housing and, of course, things like technology, as you just mentioned, Mayor, with your website, things that some of us sort of take for granted, people with disabilities still face struggles about. And so what I ask of each of you is to think for just a moment when you're looking at your agenda, when you're out in the community, when you're thinking about stepping down off of a curb that should have been a ramp, think about how you, each of you, takes leadership in making sure that those barriers are broken. And for, on behalf, I think, of all of the advisory board members, we want to commend our county commission for the work you're doing in terms of public transportation and ensuring that people with disabilities in the, indeed have access to transportation that, uh, of course, now includes a number of, of rather uh, interesting and creative solutions. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you to the, the advisory board for many of those. Uh, Would you like to do a picture up here Thank real quick? Okay, I'm going to read the Tuesday morning memo real quick. Following requests are submitted for your consideration. Consent items are 1 through 66. Public hearing items 67 through 69. Regular items are 70 through 107. And I request the following withdrawals, Scrivener's errors, and inclusion of the additional material. Withdrawals, item 48, the applicant has requested this item be deferred to January 8, 2019 or sooner. Item number 71. Motion B, withdrawn for further staff review. This item will be included in the list of items seeking approval for the county administrator to approve the advertisement over the 2018 summer recess. Item number 74, motion A, deferred for further staff review. Item number 18, these are Scrivener's errors. Currently reads, as funded through the Miami UASI grant program, it should read, as funded through the Miami UASI grant program. 
Okay, I, there's a difference there somewhere. I'm not sure what it is. The, ama the amount, <laughs> somewhere. The amount $4,598,484 should be stricken and replaced with $4,684,518 throughout the item. Item number 33, motion B currently reads, Director of Purchasing to negotiate and exec execute an agreement retroactive to June 11, 2018. It should read the Director of Purchasing to negotiate and execute an agreement subject to approval by the Office of the County Attorney as to legal sufficiency retroactive to June 11, 2018. Item number 59, second line of the motion currently reads, with four options to renew. It should read with four options to renew at the request of the Sheriff. Item number 82, Exhibit 2, page 3, last line of Section 5 currently reads, the parties hereto on or before October 31st, 2018, based upon a request from the MPO's attorney, it now reads the parties hereto on or before December 31st, 2018. I actually wanted to hurry this one up, so hopefully we can get that done before October. Additional information, regular meeting, items 2, 4, 8, 13, 29, 70, 71, 72, and 95. Signature pages have been received. Item number 14, the City of Hollywood approved this item on Wednesday, June 6, 2018, and the documents are being processed for execution. Items 25 and 26, the motions are revised, consistent with the additional material distributed by the Office of the County Attorney. Item number 31, motion A is revised, consistent with the memorandum to the board from the Office of the County Attorney. Item number 74, motion B, the RFP will be revised to include language consistent with a recently amended Broward County Business Opportunity Act of 2012. Item number 84, the following request for approval was removed from the list of procurements to be approved by the county administrator during summer recess. Motion to approve the final ranking for the Broward County's Medical Examiners and Broward Sheriff's Office Crime Laboratory Facility. Item number 92, motion currently reads, motion to discuss and provide direction to the county attorney regarding the potential filling of an action. It should read, motion to direct the county attorney to file an action. Item number 102, Commissioner Chip Lamarca has requested to be a co-sponsor. And item number 103, the term sheet attached to the original item specifies that Young at Art has the unilateral right to renew the term for two five-year extensions. They have agreed that such terms will be modified to reflect the extensions will be by mutual consent. And I have also re uh, requested without objection items 71, no, 70, 71A, 72, 73, 74B, 75, 76, 77, 78, 79, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, 90, 91, 92, 93, 95, 101, 102, 104, 105, and 106 be moved to consent. <laughs> let's see if that let's see if that lasts. Let's see if that lasts. It's gotta, it's gotta, Thank you. Yeah. Additional material, 10 a.m. meeting, item 1B dash 1D, and they keep getting pulled as we speak. Item 1B dash 1D, board appointments. Item number six, memo to the board submitted by the Public Works Department. Item number 25, replacement motion submitted by the Office of the County Attorney. Item number 26, replacement motion submitted by the Office of the County Attorney. Item number 31, memo to the board from the Office of the County Attorney. 
Item number 45A, Exhibit 2, submitted by the Finance and Administrative Services Department. Item number 57, Memo to the County Administrator from Professional Standards. Item number 62, Revised Section 2, Exhibit 1, submitted by Office of the County Attorney. Item number 76, Replacement, Exhibit 1, submitted by the Office of Regional Communications and Technology. Item number 84, Memo to the Board from Finance and Administrative Services Department. Item number 87, proposed amendments to the ordinance submitted by the Office of the County Attorney. Item number 87, parentheses two, memo to the board from the Office of Management and Budget. Item number 90, memo to the board from the Aviation Department. Item number 95, memo to the board from the Office of Management and Budget. Item number 103, additional background information submitted by the County Administration. And item number 103, parentheses two, memo to the board from Commissioner Dr. Barbara Shreve. Additional material for the public hearing, last thing, item number 69, proposed amendments to the ordinance submitted by the Office of the County Attorney. And I, and I think there's still time for supplementals to come in if anybody has them, you know. Jesus. You guys are, you guys are I just unbelievable. The yeah, the last, supplementals, it's yeah. closed. Supplementals are, yeah. It's closed. We shut that down. I think we did. Okay. Mr. Mayor. Yes. There was an additional material that was not listed um, that I wanted to make sure was part of the record. There was an additional one for 45A. There was a second one. It just was not um, listed on the Tuesday morning memo. Okay. Okay. And let me just get these real quick from the public. From the public, we have 31, 34, 58. Ninety-eight is actually on regular, so that's not being pulled. Wait, no, ninety-eight stays, and one hundred is is also pulled from the public. Okay, with that, I'll go around. Yeah, not too bad yet. Yet, <laughs> Commissioner Geller. Hi, oh, I like that. That's so good. Commissioner Holness. None. Even better. Dr. Shreve. In honor of our mayor, seventy. 71, 72, 73, 74, yeah. none, Mayor. None, thank you. All right. Vice Mayor Bogan. Don't do it. Yeah, I want to pull number 34 and Council's checking whether I have to pull another one for a um, conflict. So you'll let me know. Okay, and 34 has also been pulled by the public. Okay, you're, you'll find out on the other one. 37 just for a conflict. Okay. And Commissioner Rich? Uh, 63, 64, 65 for recusal. Okay, fine. Um, with that... Um, may, may, Mayor, may I just ask yes. if, 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 Vice Mayor, if you could just tell us which item and we can put that one aside while we're analyzing it, unless... Item number 45, could put that aside while you're analyzing, okay. please. Yep. Thank you. We, we'll come back to that. Uh, yes, please. And 58, right. Okay. Second. I have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? Okay, that passes unanimously. I'm going to take the abstentions first, real quickly, and then I'm going to ask, then I'm going to go straight to 34. Um, we'll start with 37. 
Mr. Udine. Item 37 is a procedural item that would merely set a public hearing on a matter involving Craven Thompson. If the public hearing is set, the outcome of the vote could benefit Craven. As I previously mentioned, I serve on the board of directors and own shares in Legacy Bank. The shares are not traded on a stock exchange. Another owner of Legacy shares. Oh, hold on. Has Commissioner, hold on. She can't hear. Uh, if, you, if everyone could be uh, quiet while you're going out, we can't, we're not able to do a transcript while you're talking. Thank you. Much better. Another owner of Legacy has a substantial interest in Craven. Although this is a preliminary procedural matter and I am not required to abstain from voting, I am choosing to abstain from this item to avoid even the appearance of a conflict. Because I have, any act, because I have no actual conflict, I will remain on the dais for this item, but I will not participate in the discussion. <laughs> you will not and be I'll going out to get a bagger. Okay. With that, I'll entertain a motion. Okay, I have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? That passes one, two, three, four, five, six, zero with one abstention. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. And we'll go to 63. We can can Commissioner Rich do all three of these at the same time? Okay. Yeah, they're all the they're all same thing. Um, we'll come back. Okay, you okay? I'm sorry. 145. I serve on the board of the Area-Wide Council on Aging, which is the contracting party on items 63, 64, and 65. I do not receive any compensation for serving on that board, and I therefore have no actual statutory voting conflict. However, to avoid the appearance of a conflict, I am abstaining on items 63, 64, and 65, and ask that that be reflected in the minutes. Okay. Um, County Attorney, can we take all three of these at once? Yeah, I'll move okay. them all. Okay. Okay. I have a motion and a second on 63, 64, and 65. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? That passes six to zero with one abstention. One abstention. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to do number 45, Vice Mayor Bogan. Yeah. Based on council's advice, um, we, I can move forward and I don't need to abstain. Okay. okay. I'll entertain a motion. Ready to move it? Second. I have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. Um, I'm going to now go to uh, item 34, and no, I'm going to I'm going to skip 31. I'm going to skip 31. And Superintendent Runcie, welcome to the County Commission. Uh, thank you, Mayor, uh, Commissioners, uh, Administrators, for just giving me a few moments uh, today to just um, thank you for consideration of uh, item 34. Uh, which is a refer which is asked for uh, an item to be placed on a ballot on August 28th. Uh, it's a referendum that will allow us to continue our commitment to secure high quality education for our children and ensure um, that they're in a secure, um, safe environment. Uh, you know, I want to tell you that every day I start my day with a prayer for um, our children, our teachers in this community. Um, as we continue to um, heal and, and move forward. Uh, and there's a lot that's on our plates, and I know everyone is trying to do uh, the best they can uh, to help uh, as we go through this process. And I will tell you, I try not to let our inability to do everything undermine our ability to do something. And one of the things that we know that we need to do is to um, continue to provide uh, resources and supports uh, for our schools. 
uh, this particular uh, referendum, uh, which will be on the August 28th uh, primary ballot, uh, will do a couple things. First, um, it will allow us to uh, continue our work to secure our schools, uh, to be able to hire and, and secure the funding uh, for additional school resource officers and security staff in our schools. Um, House Bill 7026 also, it, it did include uh, some funding for that and uh, effectively directed districts to do it, but the funding was insufficient. Um, the second part of the referendum uh, calls for funding for teacher salaries and compensation. So how do we get here? The, the funding for K-12 education in the state has not kept up uh, with the, the, the recession, the, the cost of, of living as it con has continued to go up. Um, we received about 47 cents per student increase in, in the budget. And when you consider uh, inflationary costs and other things that we have, uh, we've started off our budget this year with an $18 million deficit. Uh, that's woefully uh, insufficient uh, given the needs that we now have. And so we felt there was nowhere for us to go but back to uh, our community, uh, back to our voters, um, to ask them to support, um, support our teachers, support our schools uh, through this referendum, which again will provide uh, compensation to allow us to uh, recruit. Um, to be able to retain teachers. As you know, across this nation, uh, there have been statewide walkouts uh, for mm -hmm. teachers. Uh, they have not been compensated appropriately. Our funding is defined by the state legislature. Um, so we're going to have to do what we can at a local level to make sure that we do what's right by our teachers um, so that they can come to work um, in an environment, in a situation where they're able to give their very best to our children in Broward County. Uh, this referendum, this half mill referendum, uh, will actually provide uh, sufficient funding um, for us to be able to do these things. Uh, the, the investment for an average homeowner in Broward County will, will be about $125 a year, about $10 a month. Uh, for a condominium owner, it works out to be about $5 a month, around $66 a year. Uh, we believe it's an investment that's absolutely worthwhile. Um, the safety of our students and the uh, working conditions of our teachers uh, should be two of the highest priorities that we have in this county. So I just want to take this opportunity to thank all of you. Um, I want to certainly thank uh, Dr. Brenda Snipes in the Supervisor of Elections Office for working with us on this as well. Uh, thank you so much for your consideration of item 34. Thank you and thank you for being here today. Commissioner Holmes. Superintendent Runcie, thank you. Uh, so you, you, you talked about the fact that you really haven't received much funds from the state, but at the same time, uh, my understanding is that graduation rates have improved. Uh, and I want you to tell us about that graduation rates. Also, student performance has improved. Their grades are, have improved. The number of schools that are now Ds are F have significantly changed uh, in the last few years since you've been there. Would, yeah, so, you, would so, you elaborate a little bit on yeah. those successes so that the public knows that these funds are going uh, to actually work to better where we are and, and, and we are much, in a much better place today than when you got here? Yeah, this, this, um, you know, this district, uh, thanks to the work 
of um, everyone, our, our teachers, um, sometimes those employees that uh, don't get the recognition, our custodians, our food service workers, our bus operators, um, all of these individuals make this system work. Um, they work as a great team of approximately 30,000 employees, and it's through the efforts of, again, our teachers in the classroom and all of our employees that we've been able to see um, a historic high in our graduation rates, which are 81% overall. For our traditional schools, it's about 94, 95%. Um, that is the highest rate that we've had since the graduation rates have been tracked under the new um, federal definition since 2010. Um, we have continued to work to make sure we reduce our number of D and F schools. Uh, we believe there's more to schools than just the school grade, but it is a world that we live in, and so we've got to make sure that we work to improve the schools. And a couple of years ago, we had 39 DNF schools. Um, this year, uh, we'd worked it down to six, um, two Fs, and four Ds, and it's my hope that by the end of this year, we can get that down to zero. Um, we also have uh, continued to see our preparation of our kids for post-secondary opportunities. One measure of that um, is our advanced placement pass rates. Um, those rates are the highest they've been in about 15 years, um, and they continue to improve uh, in this district. Uh, we just recently uh, received the results from the Florida um, um, standardized assessment they just released a couple weeks ago. Uh, third grade English language arts literacy scores, which are a huge benchmark in terms of long-term success for our students. Um, there's many that say that the number of prison cells in this country are defined by third grade literacy scores. Uh, well, I can tell you that Broward um, has risen to have uh, one of the highest um, uh, proficiency levels of all the large districts uh, in Florida, so we continue to make movements there. Uh, but we also have worked um, diligently to create a significant number of educational opportunities for our students. We have the largest debate program in the world, over um, 12,000 students. That work has been um, supported by our board, but championed by um, uh, Lori Rich Levinson. Uh, she's done a tremendous work. Um, Ms. Rich uh, knows uh, a lot about that. But it's a spectacular opportunity for our students. And I would say to you, <coughs> some of the students that you see on a national stage and their eloquence and how they're prepared, they're in our debate program. Um, we've also expanded computer science, one of the largest computer science programs um, in the nation. Over um, 50,000 students participating in that. Uh, we've worked to make sure as we expand opportunities that we close achievement gaps, opportunity gaps, access gaps. Uh, computer science, for example, we had more African-American students take any advanced placement computer science um, exam in Broward County last year than the entire rest of the state of Florida combined, just to give you an example. So we're proud of the achievements that we've been making, and we can't let um, the legislature dictate a decline and a step back for us. We need this referendum to continue the investments in a school system um, that's working, that's providing opportunities for students by any measure that you look at. Tremendous work. Thank you. And, and, and all the members of the board that are there currently supporting the efforts uh, to improve uh, our educational system because it is really what's going to build us into the kind of first-class uh, society that we need to have. So again, thank you to the board members and to all the people at the school board who work with our children to make sure that they're successful.
Thank you, Commissioner. Yeah, the, the success on your early literacy programs is outstanding. I, I've watched it go up for four years in a row now, where it was near 50% of proficiency. Now it's up to 60%. Fantastic. And thank you for your work, uh, Mayor. I know you do a lot of work in that area and working with our kids and supporting our literacy. We're all working together on that one. Yeah. Thank, yeah. You. thank you. Commissioner Eudine. Um, I, I just I want to express my compliments also. I think that you said it best at the uh, yearly Broward workshop meeting when we had a signature mm -hmm. grant that people are seeing throughout the nation we can spend dollars through the alliance and to try and market companies to come down here. But when they see the students that we are pushing out of the Broward County public schools, that's better than any dollar that we're spending to market to companies from around the world to see what kind of uh, high-performing future employees they will have if they locate their businesses down here. And just to add on, it's not just the debate program. These kids that you're seeing nationwide, um, I was just talking to Commissioner Rich about that, they're not the, the top kids in all the classes. These are the drama students. These are the uh, leadership students, the DECA students, some of the ancillary things that really make school worth, school, worth going to school. So. Uh, I, I couldn't be more complimentary of the human capital that you have uh, at the school board and the teachers that literally have shown us that they're willing to put their lives on the line for their students. So with that, I'm going to support this also. Okay. Commissioner Rich. Thank you. I almost said lemon tea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of her. Yeah. yeah, but it's true. It's the whole, the whole board and has made a, a commitment. And it runs... Um, Commissioner Holness to uh, every, every high school, every middle school, 32 elementary, so kids all over the county, no matter what their uh, economic situation, uh, they, they can all participate. And a lot of these kids with all these programs stay in school because of the program. So I congratulate you for really the outstanding work. And I do want to just say that uh, um, it's very difficult. Senator Geller and I, you know, uh, we're there at a time when people really respected the district cost differential and where counties where it costs more to live got, uh, that was reflected in the formula. And that has just dissipated over the years, overwhelming. And I think the, now it's uh, to a point this year with the changes that you walk in next year with about $16.75 less per child. That's, that's correct. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not, uh, you know, I, I wish they weren't doing that, and so that it, it would be a fairer formula again. But uh, we have to keep up this, the success that uh, that we have right now uh, in turning out these kids that are, you know, uh, going to succeed in life because of the experiences they've had. So I will also be supporting them and really congratulate you for all the hard work. And I know it's been a, such an incredibly difficult year. You are really one of the kindest, most compassionate people that I know. And I know it's been really hard for you dealing with this, too. So thank you. Thank you. So this sounds like it's going to have a hard time passing. I'm not positive. <laughs> uh, I'll, in, in, I have a motion. Second. I have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? That's what I figured. <laughs> thank you so much. Congratulations. Have a good day. Yes, good luck on that. Um, what item? 58. Okay, I'm going to jump ahead. I also wanted to acknowledge um, Commissioner Bill Harris from the uh, from Dania. Welcome here. Uh, and uh, Representative Stark is here on item 58. Um, so I'm going to jump ahead on this one. And um, Commissioner Rich, this is yours. 
I know I'm jumping around, but I'm going to try to acknowledge. Yes, Com Commissioner, uh, Representative Stark. Yeah. Welcome to the County Commission. Okay, where is? Oh, we are on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I got the uh, number correct. Fifty-eight for the highway just Okay. Yeah. And I just want to thank the uh, County Commission for uh, uh, for discussing this item. Uh, we do have uh, one of the members of the Florida Highway Patrol with here today as well. Okay. Uh, but the state legislature approved a number of roadway designations. And the only statement I really wanted to make is that we constantly, I mean, look, we have great respect for our first responders. Uh, generally, in the public's mind, we think about uh, firemen going into uh, burning buildings and police responding to uh, emergencies and uh, crime scenes, things like this. However, uh, many of the uh, deaths of our patrolmen and troopers come from routine traffic stops or investigating an accident scene. And that's what happened in the particular case of the uh, designation we're doing for, uh, uh, for Trooper Rouse, which happened a number of years ago near the, uh, uh, where the toll booth is uh, on Alligator Alley. Uh, so thank you for considering this. And I just, like I said, want to make sure that we all honor our first responders, even for things that uh, don't conjure up the most dangerous situations, but actually, in fact, are the more dangerous situations. Thank you for being here today. Officer, would you like to add to that? Major Chandler, uh, in charge of the Florida Highway Patrol for six counties. The first one starting with Broward, ending in uh, Indian River County. I just want to thank the, the mayor and the commissioners. I know, uh, especially Commissioner Udine and Lamarca, uh, been big supporters of the Florida Highway Patrol, attended my memorial services that I do for, for troopers who have been falling in the line of duty. This is the, there have been four, we've had 46 uh, Florida Highway Patrol troopers killed in the line of duty in the history of the Florida uh, Highway Patrol, which is the most of any law enforcement agency in this state, four of which lost their lives in Broward County, the first one in 1976. Um, so I appreciate uh, your support on a complete uh, side note, since I'm standing here, uh, after listening to uh, uh, Mr. Runcie, um, it was an honor, as you know, the Florida Highway Patrol um, helped support and protect Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Really, since February 14th, on that first night, I had nine investigators that uh, assisted the Broward Sheriff's Office and the FBI uh, completing the crime scene. We took what we call robotic stations, and we mapped out that entire uh, building there, three stories, um, building for three days, 12-hour days. Just following the following week, we staffed all five schools in Parkland, public schools in Parkland, for the following two weeks, and then on March 22nd, and finishing here just last Wednesday with the last day of school, so almost two and a half months, I had 10 troopers a day staffing Marjorie Stoneman Douglas in Westglades uh, Middle School, which is next door, um, but we were honored to do so. So thank thank you. you for your service very much. Thank you. <laughs> Commissioner Rich. Yeah, um, I want to thank uh, Representative Stark and um, Major Chandler for being here today. Um, and I just would move the item. Okay, I have a motion. Second. Motion and second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Aye. Commissioner Marka? Yes, sir. Okay. Welcome aboard. Uh, uh, that passes unanimously. Um, okay, let's go to item 31. That will be on the buses. 
And we have a bunch of people here to, to speak on this. Zero emissions buses, is that what Zeb is? Yes. Okay. Zeb, Zeb, all right, Zeb. Uh, we're gonna start with Michelle Clausen, followed by Jack Schaffrell, then Major Robert Chandler, and then Emily Gorman. Hi. Hello, uh, Michelle. <laughs> My name's Michelle Clausen, and uh, I live in Cooper City, Florida. I've been a longtime resident of Florida, and uh, I love living here in South Florida. I think it's a very special place, and I'm very concerned about our environment. And I'm really extremely excited to be here today uh, to speak in support of item 31 for the Transportation Department on the Consent Agenda. Zero emission buses are the right choice for our community, our environment, and our county budget. Because of this positive decision by Broward County to choose zero emission buses, we can expect to save anywhere from $150,000 to $200,000 in fuel costs alone over their lifetime, as compared to diesel or CNG buses. CNG stands for compressed natural gas, which a lot of us know is fracked gas. And of course, as an environmentalist, we are totally against fracking in South Florida or anywhere. Choosing electric buses reduces our dependence on oil which is a very wonderful thing. We need to get away from fossil fuels as a country. It reduces greenhouse gas emissions. And of course, it will offer our taxpayer substantial savings. And as the county continues to save money in the area of electric buses, they'll have money for other issues that are very, very critical to our uh, community like schools. I want to thank you for supporting item 31 and choosing zero emission buses for Broward County. And while this particular one is to purchase five buses, we do have a fleet of 360 buses. And I hope that this will be the beginning of a very wonderful thing. And just so you know, Broward County is the first county in South Florida to have electric buses. I applaud all of you for considering Thank you. this. Thank you. And lastly, lastly, people who have experienced these buses, they love them because while they can see them, they don't smell them. And they can very hardly hear them at all. Thank you so much, I applaud you for supporting this. Thank you, Michelle, are you still on the Climate Change Task Force? Or the Water Advisory? Yes, I am. Yes, yeah. right. thank you for being here today, thank appreciate you. it. Um, next we have Jack Schaffron. Good morning, Mayor and Commissioners. And uh, Ms. Henry, I always have to acknowledge you with thanks for what you did with the Tops for Veterans program. We appreciate it. We're up to over 13,000 rides now for veterans to the clinic, which is part of the transportation program. This item also proves, again, how great a transportation department we have here in Broward Canyon. We appreciate it very much. And I just wanted to thank you as commissioners for the foresight in being only the third county in the state of Florida after Pinellas and Leon, I believe it's actually the city of Tallahassee, to have electric buses. And uh, you know, welcome to the 21st century. Here we are, and uh, it's the wave of the future, and it's something that we need to start doing more of. Uh, change is not always easy, but it's usually meaningful, and this is a change that I think is gonna be very meaningful to every resident in Broward County. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Next we have, yeah, now you can start the next one. Uh, Major Robert Chandler. Is he here? No? 
Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, Emily Gorman. Hi, Emily. Good morning. Good Hi, morning. Hi, my name is Emily Gorman. I'm here with eight other Sierra Club volunteers today. You'll see us all wearing these Zeb. lovely green stickers, ZEB, Zero Emission Buses. We say ZEB is for me. Um, we are here today to support, as you know, item 31 on the consent agenda. I hope I'm not the first person to tell you that Broward County residents are extremely excited about zero emission buses, about electric buses in general. Uh, the switch to electric buses is an opportunity to reduce contributions to global warming, to eliminate toxic pollution in our communities, and to save taxpayer dollars. You may know that each of these five buses will eliminate 1,690 tons of carbon dioxide, 10 tons of nitrogen oxides, and 350 pounds of diesel particulate matter over a 12-year period, which will ultimately reduce the air pollutants that cause or worsen diseases like asthma and cancer. So as you enjoy the benefits of these zero-emission buses, we hope that you will consider zero-emission buses and electric options for the rest of your entire fleet as well. In choosing clean electric transportation, you are modeling the future of transit for our region, and we just want to say thank you, Broward County. The Sierra Club is thrilled to celebrate your leadership now and in the future. Thank you for being here very much. Um, Chris, did you want to add anything? What, the, what our future is for the buses? I'm taking a chance here. I'm taking a chance here. I leave well enough alone. I think it's time to ask for a raise. <laughs> um, no, but, but I want to actually, I want to thank the Sierra Club and, and all the representatives for coming here. It only cost me a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> um, but no, we, this is something that we have been discussing for the past couple of years, and um, you know, it, it, it's time has come. It is not the future, it, it's, it's time is now. Um, and I think it's a very significant step in, in, the, in the history of Broward County because, as was mentioned, we do have a fleet currently of 360 buses. This is only the first step. The plan is to completely get away from fossil fuels and to, as technology proves itself, is to electrify our entire fleet of transit buses. So at some point in the future, we'll completely be out of the diesel business and into the electricity business, which, and you've heard all the benefits. So um, it's something that, you know, we're very proud of at BCT. We've worked very hard for the past couple of years with, with county administration in, in, in making this happen, and we're looking forward to the future. Can I ask in the, in the, in the plan for the, uh our transportation plan with the surtax, is it, are those included? Yes, they are. Just want to make they sure. absolutely are. Great, glad to hear that. May. Yes. Thank you, Chris, for the great work you do, but I want to especially thank those who came this morning to support this. Especially now, my sister. <laughs> now, now, oftentimes. <laughs> right there. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oftentimes we do things here and, and, and we don't get this kind of feedback that says you're doing good. <laughs> so, so, so having you here this morning uh, really helps to let us know we're on the right track. And, and, and I wish we would be able to get more feedback when we're doing the right things uh, rather than so often we only hear the complaints, so it's good that it's good that you're here. And and excuse me for having uh, a little sidebar with the superintendent of school uh, this morning. I know I disrupted uh, one of our guests uh, in that I, I was conversing while something else was going on. Thank you for being here. 
And with that, I'll entertain a motion. Move it. Second. I have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Mayor. Yes. Mayor, sir. Uh, Commissioner Marker, go ahead. I wanted to say thank, thank you, Mayor. Um, you know, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to weigh in. I looked at the item. I think it's great. Uh, looked at the cost. Clearly, there, uh, there, there's a cost uh, increase in the in the capital purchase. However, as we heard from uh, some of our speakers, and and I do have a question for Chris, but that there is a cost savings in uh, over the life of the vehicles with the savings of fuel. Um, if Mr. Walton might, I just have a quick question. He's up. He's at the podium now. Uh, looking good, Chris. Question for you, and that is, um, have just so we can uh, look at the fiscal side of this, what is the uh, ROI on, on, in other words, the lifespan? Uh, at what point is us savings of fuel pay for the uh, savings of fuel investment? And then obviously, um, electricity is not free, and the cost of uh, your your charging and all that. What what is? Can you give us just a little? We're clear on that. Well, at this point, the, the technology has uh, not been around long enough. Typically, when you use federal funds to buy a bus, it has to run at least 500,000 miles or last 12 years. Uh, as part of this contract, we have hired a consulting firm that will actually validate our on and costs and performance characteristics of this fleet so that we can more accurately validate those numbers. But um, we the, the estimates in the industry um, are that you, over the life of the vehicle, we anticipate at current rates, uh, because we'll be charging at night when the, the charging rates are lower, a savings of, of over $200,000 $250,000 over the life of the bus and fuel. Uh, and additionally, the estimates are that because these buses are electric, they have no engines or transmissions, that the maintenance cost which could potentially decrease by about 30%. We better start training our technicians to work with uh, with batteries. Well, it's interesting you, you, you bring that up. I, the... I, I was just at the school board. I met with uh, the school board yesterday with uh, their maintenance training. And, you know, we're working a collaborative program by which we can actually, um, because when we buy buses, particularly buses of, of newer technology, we always incorporate in the purchase um, significant hours of training. So we've offered that to not only our technicians, but the school board as well. We're trying to develop a feeder program from the school system into Broward County Transit so that, again, we can find employees young enough uh, who would be interested in, in, in transportation as a future that we can actually develop a path for them from the school system into Broward County Transit. That's, that's wonderful, and I think fits in with our shift to increased vocational and technical training and uh, higher paying jobs. Um, thank you, Chris. Um, Mayor, the only thing I would add is that as some uh, has worked with the Sierra Club on the, our, our COs and our beach projects, has worked with environmental agencies and organizations as, as a part of my professional career in trying to clean up the groundwater and soil condition of sites in Broward County. I think this is a wonderful uh, investment if we can make them look like trains. We might even have some, uh, some buyers downtown. And uh, I think it's the, the way of the future, the way you need to go. And I think as far as the ROI and the cost uh, payoff, I mean, clearly we look at uh, companies like Tesla and Fisker and other ones that, that have proven 
proven that uh, it's the right technology. The only thing I would add is just uh, I don't I don't want to add any negative information except for the fact that as much as I agree that we uh, we need to get off fossil fuels, uh, we spent uh, we well, our partners at FBL spent 1.2 billion dollars uh, repowering our facility at Port Everglades with natural gas, and ultimately none of these can be charged overnight during the day or any time without. Uh, some form of fossil fuel powering an energy plant in order to produce electricity, which gets me to my final point, because I don't know if we've got an item that I could slip it in like uh, Russell Rand style, but I would like to see our uh, public works work with our environmental protection and growth management division to get some rooftop solar up. It's been far too long. I, for one, have got uh, five regular commission meetings left, and I want to see some rooftop solar on one of those agendas before I'm in Tallahassee fighting for that same issue. So we need to get that done. We've got two two businesses that we've hired, and we've got one that piggybacks off the state that has done this all around the state. Um, we can't wait for new buildings. We've got a bark. We've got the animal control, uh, animal care facility. We've got Ravenswood. We've got multiple facilities. We've got 64th Street. I'd love to see some rooftop solar on a, on a future item, and maybe at that point we can actually have rooftop solar charging stations for the buses. With that, I'm, I'm on board 100%. You brought some smiles to some faces down here, so just letting you know that. You can't see, but they're there. Um, with that, is that all, Commissioner LaMarca? Yes, sir, and I can feel the smiles. Okay, okay, good. Okay, uh, with that, we have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. Thank you all for being here today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we've done it. We've done all we can. Um, Right. Yeah, just for a note for George Platt, we've already passed 45. Okay. Um, with that, we're going to go to item. You already did 58, right? 58? Oh, yes, 58 is done. We're going to go to the public hearing. Uh, item 68. This is a, I'm going to open the public hearing. This is a motion to consider adoption of a resolution amending the administrative code, a resolution of the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County pertaining to the Greater Fort Lauderdale Convention and Visitors Bureau, amending sections 13.30 and 13.31, and creating section 13.32 of the Broward County Administrative Code. Uh, I have no, no one to speak from the public on this. I'll entertain a motion. Move it. Second. I have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. Go to item 69. This is a, uh, open the public hearing, I'll open the public hearing. This is a resolution of the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County pertaining to the procurement code, amending various sections of chapter 21 of the Broward County Administrative Code. Um, I have no one from the public to speak. Move it. Second, I just wanna also yes. thank the purchasing department and the county administration for all their work on this. And like I said before, I know Brenda said she's gonna give you the, the uh, statistics before yeah. your mayor's speech okay. at the mayor's gala <laughs> telling you how much time and money we've saved. So she's working on that. And, and I think we all wanna thank you Thanks for, for all the work you did on this. That was, you went above and beyond and uh, really I think are, are gonna help an enormous amount of businesses in this entire county. So your work will be uh, very much appreciated by a lot of people. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Commissioner Udine. Any else? Anybody else want to speak to this? No, I think uh, you know, I was going to thank Commissioner Udine. Your, mic, your mic's on. Great job. Okay. Okay. Uh, we have a motion. No, we don't. I need a motion. I have a motion second. and a second. All those in favor? Any opposed? Aye. 
That passes unanimously. Sixty-seven. Just, Mayor, it's been withdrawn by staff just to make the announcement. Oh, sixty-seven. Oh yes. I, did I not say that in the? Okay. Okay. All right. I'll just keep going. I'm just going to keep going. I believe yeah. from the records, uh, secretary needs something officially for the record on that. Okay. Sixty-seven was withdrawn, correct, for any particular time. Excuse me, let me just ask uh, Mrs. Scoitia if she knows. I, I thought I read. Until oh, January? Okay, just indefinite, Mayor. I'll make, I'll make a motion to table indefinitely. Okay, I have a motion I, to table it indefinitely. Is I, that okay? I, I think it's fine to be withdrawn. Mike, it's, they're going to republish notice. Yes, yes just, to, just to notify. I'll make a motion it, to withdraw it. Okay. Second. We have a motion and a second to withdraw it. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Uh, the motion is that item is withdrawn. With that, we will go to item. Um, Commissioner Holmes, you're trying to get out of here early, right? Twelve noon, right? I think we're I think we're doing pretty good. I think we're doing pretty yeah, good though. Twelve noon. Okay, okay. Um, seventy-one B. Did that get one? Uh, oh no, seventy-one A. I, th I think it's 80, I think we might be up to 87. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Mayor. Yep. Okay, we're going to go to item 87, the trash zoning ordinance, and this is Vice Mayor Bogan. Would you like to set the stage? Um, this is something we spoke about last time where everybody uh, uh, basically wanted to allow the, instead of, you know, we, we restricted the, the perimeter of the amount of uh, notice that would be getting and by email instead of um, everybody get mailed. But um, this basically comes back after all the commissioner's comments, and I'd like to move it. Okay. Second. Any discussion? Okay. I have a motion. I have a second. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? Aye. Okay. That passes unanimously. Uh, we'll go on to item number 88. No, no I'm sorry, 94. This is, yeah, 80, I know, 80, we'd be done. We'd be done. Um, I'm trying, I'm trying. I know, I know. It's a record. Not yet, not yet. I know. Remember that when you're mayor. Uh, okay, item 94. This is... It's mine. Is this yours? Okay. Commissioner Rich? Yeah. Um, this is um, a resolution. Um, I think everybody has seen uh, everybody's dismay and horror what's been going on at the southern border of the United States with children forcibly being separated from their families. Um, and this is a resolution opposing and condemning the uh, Trump administration's policy of forcibly separating minor children from their parents um, and uh, directing that it, a copy of it be uh, sent to uh, I think we had the White House and uh, Homeland Security and one other place. But if anybody has any other place it wants to go, it's fine with me. I just think that we have to speak up. Uh, this is just um, horrific and it's immoral. And um, we need to you know, speak out and let people know that uh, this is not acceptable in this country. Okay. Uh, Commissioner Lamarca, could you put your phone on mute, please? Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. 
Um, okay, does anyone else want to speak to this? Commissioner Rich, uh, maybe we, it's not just the one policy. A lot of these policies are horrific and, uh, you know, it's pretty bad. But uh, I'm supportive. Okay. Commissioner Gellin. Mayor. Okay, thank you, Mr. Mayor. I, yeah. I'm going to vote for this because I agree 100% with what you said. However, I just want to say in general, I think that the county should be focusing on county issues. I know that we can send this to Washington today, tomorrow. They're not going to, the president will not care that much about our view, and we could spend all day uh, bringing up issues. As a matter of fact, my personal belief is we could spend all day bringing up issues just pertaining to this president, but that's just my view. But as a general rule, I just don't think we should be dealing with this. But since I agree 100% with the intent of the motion, I'll support it. But I do want to caution we should not be. You don't think we get a Twitter getting... war going? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Commissioner Holness. Yeah, thank you, uh, Commissioner Rich, for bringing this. And, and, and though I know we ought to focus on uh, the things that are germane to Broward County, we cannot be silent when things that are done to some folks to cause division in our community occurs. Uh, you, you know, there's, there's a statement about uh, the, the, the real tragedy is when the good people stay silent, when evil is done, when wrong is done. Uh, we cannot afford to do this. I second her motion. Okay, we have a motion and a, a second. All those in favor? Mayor. Oh, I'm sorry. Commissioner Marker, go ahead and speak. Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, I happen to agree with my colleagues, uh, both of the points. Number, number one, obviously, this is a little out of our purview. Uh, number two, uh, I, I am a thousand percent opposed to uh, abhorrent behavior of any administration, and, and for far too long, Prior to now, this has been uh, bad behavior like this has been going on. Whether it's uh, a lack of uh, a lack of a backbone in the House or the Senate to get immigration reform done, um, the 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 deafening silence of not one member on either side still talking about DACA, with the exception of probably uh, Congressman Curbelo and a few of the folks that have he's working with on his committee. I don't think we should let them go home for the summer until they fix immigration. Um, I think uh, I think everything that's been said here, I agree with. Um, so I'm in support of the item. Okay, we have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. Uh, next, we go to item 96. Commissioner Holmes, would you like to speak to this? Yes. So I, I want to remi remind everyone that we have Florida's International Trade and Cultural Expo uh, this October 17th to the 18th. Uh, this trip is in uh, support of that. And it is really acting as a mini trade mission. I have uh, five companies that are going on this trip to seek opportunities to do business also. Move approval. Okay, I have a motion. Second. I have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. We'll go to item 97. Um, I don't know who put this one on. I did. Who did? Commissioner Holmes, okay. Commissioner Holmes, you recognized? Thank you very much. This is an item where we actually had given, uh, it, it, it speaks to the need to be inclusive of all our folks in the community. Uh, Commissioner Udine and others have supported uh, the effort to get 
many of our residents to become citizens. Uh, there is about 112,000 uh, permanent legal residents in Broward County that could become citizens that are not. Uh, the, the benefits here is that when we do this, people feel more a part of our system. There's an economic benefit also in that they improve their ability to get jobs, growing the economy, uh, better participation. So this is a, a positive step forward for us to build and strengthen our community. There's a possibility of a grant uh, that we could apply for that would help us with this. And, and this is allowing us to be able to participate in that and get more work uh, like we've been doing uh, to help all of our residents uh, be full citizens in Broward County that are capable of doing so. And I, I just want to add, I think our Broward County libraries are already doing an, an enormous effort with citizenship classes as a Hispanic unity. Correct. I know I speak there once a month Correct. at their citizenship classes, and they're doing, they're doing a one, wonderful job, so I think this would augment that. Correct. And if, especially if we can get some grants on it, I think it's a good idea. Anybody else like to speak to this? Commissioner Geller? I just want to commend Commissioner Holness for this uh, very important thing. I think all of us... Uh, feel that the ability to ha get citizenship registered to vote is part of the American dream, and I'd like to thank him for yeah. doing this. Yeah. Anyone else? I just okay. want to move the item. I think it's very important that we okay. do this as, and, and help as many people as we can. Yeah. And, and uh, I'll just say again, our, our own library is doing, a, you know, if everybody gets a chance to see what our own library is doing on this, it's actually doing a fantastic job. Um, okay, so we have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. Item 98, Commissioner Holness. You are on a supplemental spree. Uh, it's, <laughs> this item uh, gives us an opportunity to, to really transform and change an area in Broad County that's in great need of help. Uh, this is located uh, right in the middle of Zip code 33311 and three, zip code 33313. The city of Lauderhill has a plan to really improve this area. It's blighted as it is now. Uh, there's a lot of unemployment and uh, poverty around it. And I think Zach is here from the city of Lauderhill. Uh, I'll let him go ahead and give you a little bit more background on what is being done to transform this area. It is to build on what we have already invested in in the regional park that we have, in the Performing Arts Center, and the library that we built. Uh, many years ago, while I was still on the commission, we rezoned this area to accommodate uh, these kind of dynamic growth. We already see some success with some restaurants going in, like Lalo's, uh, that was about $5 million investment uh, right on the edge of this property. And we're looking to ensure that we continue building this, and, and there's some great opportunity for us to move forward right now. Zach, would you like to speak? Thank you very much. I'm Zach Davis Walker, Community Development Manager for the City of Lauderhill. Uh, to piggyback off of what Commissioner Holness said, we were originally awarded about a million dollars as part of the 2015 BRP, and that award was specifically for an arts plaza. It was an infrastructure project, and it was surrounding a parcel that's been vacant I used to ride my bike through there. I'm 30 years old now. It's been vacant since then. And Conover had owned the site, and they were going to develop it. And as part of their development, they were going to convey four acres to the city of Lauderhill. 
Due to market conditions, they disposed of the property prior to that conveyance happening. We never executed an ILA. Um, so now, as part of our 2016 GEO bond, we've dedicated a million dollars to the improvement of 38th Avenue. And our 2000 CRP, this is a redevelopment plan for our Eastern CRA, which is where this property lies, we designated this area as an arts district. And 38th Avenue currently runs from 19th Street and it doglegs at 15th Street. There's currently a vacant parcel, we've already engaged a property owner, that sits between 15th Street and the Broward County Regional Park and our Performing Arts Center. So as part of this plan, we have about $900,000 remaining. We're in construction design phase, nearing completion, we completed 30% plans. And we want to take this money and reallocate it to our development of this first phase and then come back and finish this extension so we can create connectivity, walkability, remove the blight. So these improvements consist of civic squares along the corridor, wider pedestrian walkways, improved lighting, better streetscape, and we hope that this public inducement will attract more investment in the area. We've uh, had multiple conversations with one company that it looks pretty strong that they're gonna be relocating there as a corporate headquarter for research and development. And the property owner on that vacant parcel has a very good problem because right now for the first time we're deciding between multifamily, we have a meeting with that developer, and if that doesn't come to fruition, we have a backup plan, and that's UPS expanding, which will create more jobs for our residents. So again, thank you for taking the time to hear us out. I hope that you'll come visit us once this improvement is done. And uh, any questions, I'll be glad to answer them. Is that your position in the city of Lauderhill? Community Development Manager. Okay, okay. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Rich? Yeah, um, I, I'm going to uh, support this. Um, um, and I, I did have conversations to try and figure out, you know, where the money was and where it came from. And, and um, I, I, because I, I am a person that believes in process, and, uh, and Senator Geller has something coming up that I'm going to be supportive of. But I feel that um, the funds are still available from the original. They weren't swept out as much as some of the other money was. Um, and uh, this project aligns with the spirit, I think, of the original project. So um, I'd like to support this, and I would like to be a, a co-sponsor. Commissioner Udine. Um, I'm going to support this also because I think that actually this is an improvement to the to what they were really, what the the money was originally there it for. It is better. I think that it, keeping it on the four acres of the Conover piece is not as nice as the way it's going to be done now, creating the whole pedestrian access down that whole street and then potentially into the county park area. So since the money has already been allocated through that funding mechanism, I think this is an improvement and I think we got lucky in a way that it didn't happen the way that it happened originally. So I'm gonna support the item. Okay. Commissioner Geller. Following up on what Senator Rich said, um, this does look like a appropriate project. Is there any question of the administrator? Is there any procedural issue on this i mean since we're we are the board i i know the argument which i am sympathetic towards that this was the brp money was through a competitive process and for a different project but it they look like they're very close in relationship to each other is there any procedural problem with our granting this because it again based on what i've seen it does look like a certainly a worthwhile project so there's no procedural project. You, um, you, um, 
address the issue that I would have a concern about. And again, when we go through and we are involved in the Broward redevelopment projects, we fund projects. We don't really fund um, municipalities per se. Um, this, um, these funds had not been swept because oftentimes um, there are municipalities that have not been able to finish or really get started and they will come and ask for an extension and you have been gracious to do that. But in, um, in this case, in order for this project um, to move forward, it will require the board support for that because outside of that, the, the staff wouldn't be able to recommend because it's, it's, um, it's funding projects and not um, municipality. So in this case, if, if, it, if it's the will of the board, then we'll move forward with it. One follow-up question of Commissioner Honest, Commissioner. So, do I understand correctly that this is almost exactly the same area that was a different project, but very close in proximity, the same area that they were working on? If you have a strong arm, you can throw a baseball bat uh, ball from the other side to this side. Thank you. Any other questions? I, do have a, I have a question on this. If it went back, if, if we said we're going to sweep it back and go out again, uh, what's, the, how, what's the process for that? Would it just be that amount of money that would be available for, because the, the last BRP was pulled back? Yeah, what, so, what we have done in the past is we have, um, uh, for those projects that did not move forward and we, and we let them roll back into the fund, then it just increases the pot of money that ultimately goes out um, in the next round of the competitive process. And if we wanted it to go back out, how quickly could it go back out? Um, in this case, um, we would have, um, it could go out very quickly. I mean, I, I ask that because I, I actually would like to see, it, see, it, see us stay true to the process. I think it's a great, pro great project. I think it looks great. And I think it would probably just win it just going back through it. Um, but I do think we we need to kind of be true to this process because there are a lot of um, other municipalities involved. Um, otherwise, it gets to be kind of we're picking and choosing project by project instead of going through the process. Um, so you're saying it could go back out pretty quickly? It could go back out very quickly. Okay. Any other discussion? Well, th this project is not much different than what we're doing. It's, it is within pretty much the same geographic area. Uh, I, I but mean, it, 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 is, it, is, it, is, it is almost the same thing that we're doing on the, uh, on the other side. This is an adjacent site that we're utilizing these funds for. Uh, you know, the city of Lauderhill in this area is in dire need of support for this project. They have already committed funds to ensuring that they're success in this area. That if, if you drove that area, you would see the great need, the blight that exists today. Uh, and, and you look at the zip code and the, the, uh, the, the demographics that's there in terms of unemployment, poverty. Uh, this is a worthy project. In fact, it is one of the opportunity zone that was designed, that recently designated opportunity zone uh, for uh, reinvestment uh, through the tax and the recent tax plan that was done, uh, it, it would be it would set back this community tremendously if we are not able to do this because they need these funds to move forward. Without it, there's a lot of 
chain reaction that will occur that we'll lose if, if we take any more time on this. But, uh, but I, I don't think, I'm, I'm gonna call myself here for a minute. Um, I don't think we choose these based on geographical areas, that we, ba we, we choose it on the merit of the project. And it sounds like the, this has a wonderful chance of passing quickly because you're actually committing more funds with the bond you just mentioned to do it. You actually have matching funds coming to it. So it actually sounds like it's even in a more favorable position than it was to begin with. Am I, would, I, would, I be, would that be a correct statement? I would, yes, I would agree with the statement that this project actually expands yeah. what was previously and initially applied for. Right. Because uh, now it's the same thing, but now it's along the whole corridor. I think so. it actually would give more integrity to our process. Commissioner Geller. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. You've raised a good point, and I, I am going to I'm, I'm torn on this, and I'm going to see what else other people have to say before I reach my final decision, because as Senator Rich was saying earlier, I, I, I do care about the process. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that we should be coming in, and that's the next item I have on the agenda, is to try and set processes instead of having you know, people come in and just whenever there's a pot of money available, ask. On the other hand, it sounds like a really great project. Um, I am troubled about the process here. Uh, so I, I, I'm not sure quite yet how I am going to vote. I do want to hear the remainder of the debate, but it certainly sounds like a wonderful project, something we, I, I'd like to be supporting, but I am concerned about you know, just the general processes that we have. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. We, have, we have one more speak, public speaker, Nick Matthews, and then Dr. Uh, Commissioner Sharif. Good morning, uh, thank you, Mayor and Commission. Um, I, Nick Matthews with the Becker Law Firm on behalf of Lauder Hill. I wanted to add one piece for your consideration. Um, actually, I wanted to thank Ralph Stone for working through this with us and kind of helping us get to where we are. Um, from what I understand, your staff went back and reapplied the 2015 BRP application criteria to this new project to make sure that it really is um, in the spirit of what was attempted to be funded for the town um, in 2015. And from what I understand, they agree that it is very similar in nature and that it fulfills the same criteria and would be eligible under those, those set of uh, circumstances. Um, and one other piece, for just to reiterate, this is the same underserved area of the same underserved city with a project that will be transformational for the um, for that whole read for the whole area um, we didn't just come up with a dollar amount and come run into the Commission for a project um, we've worked with your staff we like I said we've reapplied the same BRP criteria from 2015 and I, I think the project stands up to all that scrutiny and just you know it, this would be similar to a project coming to you need an extension or needing a tweak or needing to change a provision of that project, that's kind of how we view it. Your staff doesn't have that authority, so we are here before you um, asking you to, to uh, really consider this and help Lauder Hill take a major step forward. Um, Lauder Hill is a town that doesn't always uh, get some of the funding in some of the other programs, but we have an opportunity to change that right here. So I really, really do um, ask for your support and move this item, and thank you. Thank you, Mr. Matthews. Um, Commissioner Sharif. You know, as we sit here in the county commission, we always talk about process, but sometimes um, things happen and we have to be willing to be flexible. And so um, when I sat 
uh, and heard what they had to say yesterday, I just felt like, you know, the district commissioner is on board with it. Um, it is an excellent use of the money. Lauder Hill has been in need of assistance for a very long time in terms of community redevelopment and um, having the ability to just um, provide a different quality of life in that community. And so for me, this is an easy choice to make. I'm gonna support the item because I think it is a, a, a great use of the money. I think you have people over there who are really interested in making Lauder Hill the best that it can be. And um, I'm gonna support my district commissioner. So um, at the appropriate time, I'll vote yes. Thank you, and, and, and just to close. Vice Mayor Bogan wants to speak okay. first and then, then you can close. Yeah, and I just wanted to chime in and I also think it's a great project and I'm gonna support it. And um, so you got my support on it. Okay. So, so let me also tell you, I talked about a, a, a stone throw away, but this 38th Avenue, the plan is to actually open it up right into the site that we were thinking of before. So it, it, there, this is creating connectivity from that site that we were uh, having the funds for. So it, it is actually gonna be tying into, exactly into that site to support that site. I, I, I wasn't clear enough to tell you that. It actually ties in. With the, the whole idea is to bring this street right into this area that we're looking to redevelop, which will enhance the connectivity and, and create opportunity for redevelopment on that side also. Okay. To move the item. Second. Okay, I have a motion and a second. Anybody else want to speak? Okay, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Okay, you won the day on that one. <laughs> okay, um, we're gonna go to item number 99. And I think Commissioner Geller, did you yes, bring this? Yes, that's me. Commissioner Geller. Uh, thank you, Mr. Mayor. I think this is a good time to discuss process. Um, and this is a motion to discuss not a motion to direct because a change to the administration code does not require a motion to direct. Um, Mayor Sharif, the, uh, I voted against when the TDT money on your issue for Miramar, and the reason that I did that was I was concerned about process and that we would be starting a trend of anybody wanting to have worthwhile projects to come in and whoever came in first, that there would be a problem. Since then, I have just been approached by uh, the Performing Arts Center Authority for asking for an additional million dollars besides the half million that we gave them. Uh, this is for Parker Playhouse. And what I told PACA is this sounds to me like an absolutely terrific project that absolutely meets the spirit of the TDT money, but that I couldn't support it right now because there's no process. And what I want to do is establish a process for if we have those leftover TDT dollars as to how we can do them instead of whichever commissioner comes in first asking for their district. So what I am asking that we do and is to come up with a competitive process. And some of the things that I would ask that we do and whether we, and I'd like this to be discussed, um, whether we say that they, these items are automatically waived or are waivable, 
that we could waive as part of a supplementary uh, issue, and I'm sorry, I didn't explain this clearly enough. If there is money left in the TDT, there's currently $1.3 million left in unused TDT money. Um, it was 1.1, then there's another 200,000 going in now, so there's 1.3. That there be a second supplemental round that everybody can come in. It would go through a process which should be substantially similar to what the current TDT process is, although we can alter that if we'd like. We can give more attention to bed tax. We can give less attention to bed tax generated. I would suggest that the uh, item, following items either be waived or waivable. The two-to-one cash match, the not being able to receive a grant more than once in a five-year period, the not being eligible to receive the grant more than once for the same project. These are some of the issues that we waived in the Miramar project. And also the maximum award of 500000 per applicant. So that if there is money left, then we will have a process. Everybody can submit. And the TDT would, pursuant to whatever criteria we have, the TDT would rank them and then we can reach the final decision. But I think that there needs to be a process, and that's all I'm asking for, that instead of you know first come, first served. Uh, I did discuss this with Mr. Bosworth before he left. He indicated that if we're able to give direction at this meeting, then over the summer break, that the cultural department and the county attorney's office could work together so that when we come back, there could be a motion. And if we do that, we can do a supplemental in this year, probably September, October, November even, but that they can go out by August or September so that there can be an award this year. So that's my motion. It's a motion to discuss. Again, I think there needs to be a process. We can discuss which of these items we want to waive, whether they should be waived or waivable, whether it should be the exact criteria or somewhat different, or just direct the county cultural and county attorney to discuss it. But I feel strongly that there needs to be a process, although I'm open as to what that process is. Okay. Commissioner Sharif. So I believe at the time that um, I requested the waivers, I thought that we had also asked if a process, I remember Commissioner Holness had asked if a process could be created for the leftover funds because this is exactly what we were faced with in, in terms of asking for the waiver. So I think that staff was going to take that back and look at it and come back and give us um, you know, their opinion as to how we could go about doing that. What we thought that we put in place when we first created this program was something that was easy for everybody to access. But in doing so, when putting some of these limitations on it, we found out that it was unrealistic. And there were projects that, that could require multiple distributions like in Miramar. And so um, I wouldn't be opposed at, at looking at a, a waiver procedure for the excess funds that are left over after the applicants have gone through the first round of, of consideration in the process. 
Additionally to that, I, I wouldn't be opposed to considering an item from PACA um, for uh, additional funding for their program as well. I think that, like I said before, we sit up here and we make the rules and sometimes the rules just don't work and sometimes our process doesn't work and we have to be flexible in that. And so um, being here eight years has taught me that I need to have flexibility, not just for myself, but when my other um, counterparts bring items forward. For example, there was an item on today um, from Commissioner Lamarca. I voted yes for that item. That was um, something that we don't normally do, but I voted yes for that. I voted yes for Commissioner Holness's item because I think that outside of that, that um, strict process that we have, we also have to have that kind of human side and understanding that not everybody fits the whole, the total box that we build. And so um, I'm willing to consider uh, a secondary waiver program when the time is appropriate and after the staff has analyzed it. Thank you. Commissioner Rich. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I definitely support this. I've been saying this since I got on the board. I just think there are too many times when something comes in from left or right field and it, it, it just needs to go through a process. Uh, people out there need to know that it's available and advertised so that if there's leftover money, uh, they, can, they can apply on a fair and competitive basis. Uh, I, I just think this, you know, first come, first serve is, is not right. And, and also, I don't think it's about us, just our individual districts. I mean, uh, I think, you know, we have to look at a total county of where the needs are. And, um, uh, and I, I think that if, if we set up a, 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 a second round of uh, supplemental process for leftover funds, I think it will be fairer for everybody. Uh, I think probably this isn't the only place maybe where we need something like this. There are other areas where people come in with, and I look at children's services. I look at, you know, places where we have a children's services board. There's a process uh, that the board sets up a strategic plan for us, for us to come in and maybe sometimes it's okay. We do have to have some flexibility, but, you know, generally speaking, I think the best, the you know, the, 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 uh, the most accountability and the best process comes through, you know, having this kind of a competitive uh, arrangement set up. So I, I support this, and um, you know, and I also agree with looking at some of those waivers and saying that, you know, that they that it's okay to, you know, to be flexible there, but um, but just to set up something where everybody has to follow the same guidelines. Okay, Commissioner Holmes. Yes. Uh, so I, I heard you mention. Uh, the possibility of, of waiving. What is exactly where you're looking to see us waive, uh, Commissioner Geller? Mr. Mayor. Commissioner Geller. Thank you. Um, there are four items that I have heard that have been concerns from some groups. Number one, requiring the two to one cash match. Okay. Maybe that should be one to one or one to two, something. Number two, not being able to receive the grant more than once in a five year period. Number three, not being eligible to receive this grant more than once for the same project. And number four, the maximum award amount of 500,000 per applicant. So uh, what I'm asking for is, is probably to suggest that, the T, that we give the TDT the authority to recommend uh, waiving those subject to our approval or 
that we or that they automatically be waived. I'm, I'm flexible. I recognize, as Commissioner Sharif was saying, that we do need some flexibility, but I still want that to be part of a process where so, and my recommendation will be that we direct staff to come up with the programs that if there are supplemental funds, that there be a supplemental round and ask, and I would ask county attorney's office to work with the county cultural accounts, or what is Earl's title? Or, or what used to be Earl's title? Director of Cultural Affairs. The Culture Division Director. Yeah, him, yeah. or her now, actually. Um, that those two offices meet um, possibly, and actually I'd ask probably that the, uh, that include the uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau and come up with recommendations to come back to this commission. If we don't like the recommendations, we can alter them. But I think that we should be able to waive those four items. And Commissioner, I think I've heard you complain about some of those. So I'm recommending that we be able to waive them through a process. Okay, and you're speaking to this merely from what would be left over yes, sir. Uh, from the initial uh, funding? Yes, sir, and that, again, if you have a position like we do now where there is $1.3 million in excess yes. money, that there be a second round, and in the second round of funding that we be able to waive those items. So when, when I saw that one entity wanted to pretty much sweep all the funds out, uh, and knowing that there were great needs that exist within the community, uh, I, I thought, wow, you, you know, we, we ought to look at this a little bit more broadly. And, and I knew I, that Lordy Hill had uh, some work that they were working on, uh, things that we're doing to their performing arts center, uh, which, by the way, has garnered a tremendous amount of success uh, since it's been there. We have a small theater group that will be moving in. They need to adjust the side, put some screening in so that uh, instead of having the 1,164 seat exposed open for the smaller events that they would screen off uh, about a third or half of that uh, so that the place still appears to be filled and you could get that uh, ambience and that atmosphere for those who are attending if it's four or 500 people. Uh, and then some other screening to improve that. I thought, well, you know, we'll ask for the million too. <laughs> you know, they want another million. We can ask for a million also. Uh, Which proves my point. Yeah, I, I understand that. So, so basically, my concern, though, is when we go back for the next round, I'm hoping we don't take too long because uh, as it is now, I, I know that uh, tied into this, Lord Hill really needs some funds to, to improve that side also. We have a foyer area reception area that is heavily used right now. When we get this new theater company in, uh, we are not gonna be able to afford the community the smaller space, and they need to have a supplemental space to move many of these smaller events that might only have 100, 200, 250 people. That's a part of the acts that they're coming in for also uh, when it comes back. So I'm hoping staff will move uh, fairly quickly on this. And I realize the conversation says there's a process, and uh, I will listen to my colleagues because I think the numbers are there to 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 do this. Uh, that we come back as we come back in August, that we have something in place, and that immediately thereafter 
uh, we can go back out and, and get this thing worked on. Okay. Uh, Mr. Mayor, to respond. Go ahead. Okay, Commissioner. Um, that's the reason I'm bringing this up at this meeting. Now, again, Mr. Bosworth is not here any longer, but prior to his departure when we discussed this, he had indicated to me that he believed if this was passed at this meeting that we could probably have something that we could be able to vote on by the next our next meeting in August, and therefore in probably September, they could then notify people by like September and be able to award it in probably November or December. That's the, okay. uh, whatever the, the time frame is, if we pass it today, you know, we should be able to have something in place by August, the process. Okay. Can't tell you how long that'll be. And I, County Administrator, the, the process that we're actually using right now is not that old, correct? Didn't, didn't the, Cultural it's division. About, it's about five years. It's about five years old, right? Because right. they were, they were um, having a little bit of a similar problem five years ago, correct? Correct. And, and all kind of projects were coming in, and, and there was no way to uh, sift through what was rising to the, uh, to the top and, and making sure that it was putting heads in bed, so to speak. So, they, so the, that process is only a few years old. If I'm, is is what you're saying, and I want us to rem remember that, because it's it, that it took a long time to get to that process, and it's and it's actually a pretty good process. It has a lot of good thresholds that I think make a lot of sense. Otherwise, we're going to find ourselves back in a situation that is, I think, why you're doing this to begin yeah. with. The second part is we don't have to spend all the money every year. It can roll over. I, you know. There is, there is that possibility. I know it doesn't seem like it sometimes, mm -hmm. but it can happen. And it allows for you know, larger uh, capital improvements at other places. So I'm, I'm with you on this, on, on uh, looking at a, a second bite at the apple of going through the, but we need to be cognizant, especially of what we're waiving, when we're waiving it, and why right. we're waiving it, right. if it makes sense. I can understand that uh, sometimes to be flexible, but you don't want to bend so far you break. Mr. Just okay. to respond to that, I think that those uh, Trust County attorney is paying attention. I'm not suggesting that we be required to expend, if we have 1.3 million, that we be required to expend all of it. I am saying I think we should have another shot at that because I think the alternative is each of us are going to come up with a pet project right. where yes. each of us are going to try and get you know, a million or half a million, which is not right. the best way. There should be the process. I think the process that they do now is pretty good. Mm -hmm. I recognize, as uh, Commissioner Sharif and Commissioner Holness have pointed out, that sometimes it, it's not necessarily as flexible as it should be. So perhaps in the supplemental round, there can there can be more flexibility, but again, I'm not writing this. I just want there to be a process which I'm asking staff and TD and the Tourist Development Council and the cultural program to together write criteria for us. And I think it's important not to lose sight of the one one of the main criteria is this is this is money from tourist development. This is supposed to bring tourists here. Is the project that you are putting forth, is it going to be bringing tourists? Right. That's your bottom line threshold. Don't cross that one. No objections. Got it. Okay. Ma'am. Um, Commissioner Holmes. Yes. And I understand it's five years, but I can tell you this. 
we don't always get it right the first time. Oh, no. Okay? So though it's only five years old, I've been saying from the onset that a two-to-one match hurts smaller, poorer, less affluent areas and communities. And, 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 and to make the adjustment to where we have a one-to-one -one match, and, and if you look to see who's received it, smaller entities don't even bother to apply. They can't. They can't find two-to-one match. Yeah. It's not that the projects might not be worthy. It's just that they, they don't have the wealth. They don't have the money to match two-to-one. Or, or the fundraising capability. Or the fundraising. So, so we leave folks behind and leave communities out, and that is not fair. Okay, with that, this is a motion to discuss. I think, county attorney, I think we've discussed it. Okay. Um, Anything else you would like to add? May I ask the administrator or the, the county attorney, do we need any motion to ask you to draft something or has the discussion we've had been sufficient? Oh, my end is sufficient. It's sufficient legally as well. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Okay, thank you. With that, we don't, we don't no vote needed. We'll go to item 100. This is a procurement court, Procurement code waiver, and who brought this up? I did. Okay, Vice Mayor Bogan. Um, this is. I brought this uh, to the county commission. I was told that uh, there was negotiations that, because of an impasse, we needed to vote on this to allow uh, negotiations to continue. Correct. So um, I think there is an amendment that the council wanted to uh, chime in on this. It, it just, uh, Vice Mayor Bogan. There's a specific provision that I think should be referenced in terms of uh, waiving the procurement code. Uh, it, the, the board under uh, section 21.6 may waive provisions of the procurement code, specific provisions uh, at any time in the best interest of the county. And I think this specific provision that you'd be talking about uh, subject to uh, purchasing uh, 21. Dot, dot, otherwise, yes, 21.85.C.G. 21. Uh, that's an eight. Eight. Uh, yeah, 21. Point, 85.C.8 uh, to allow restart of negotiations. Yes, sir. So this is just to allow uh, negotiations to begin. And with that, I'd like to move it. And let's see if I can get a second. second. We have a motion and a second. Commissioner Uding. I'm, I'm going to support allowing negotiations to, re, to resume. I think that's smart. But I think we should just, I just want to make it clear that my support of this doesn't mean that we automatically take the $75,000 increase right. that's out there. Uh, when, you, when you have a negotiation, that's usually a two-way negotiation. It just doesn't mean the county's now negotiating, just pay whatever anybody wants. I'm okay with the negotiation if, if, if the county attorney's office and county administration and whoever has to do it is going to negotiate the renegotiate the terms of the agreement because something that changes from four years becomes I just don't want it to be Im implied with the with county staff that's here that just by opening this up we're just agreeing to what was out there I, I don't think it's opening it's just allowing them to continue negotiating oh, that's fine I'm not I'm, yeah. I agree with that yeah okay we have a motion and a second all those yes. in favor aye. Aye. aye any opposed that passes unanimously I'm gonna to skip to 107 because Commissioner Holness needs to Bolt. Uh, Commissioner Holden. Thank you very much, Mayor. Uh, so you voted to support uh, us having an entity assist with developing cricket, growing the opportunities for economic development uh, and for heads and beds. And I can tell you that uh, on all accounts, my conversation with staff is that they have done exceedingly well.
we, we have games coming this year, Sri Lanka versus the West Indies. I think that's August 4th, 5th. Uh, we also have the Carib uh, CPL, Caribbean Professional Cricket League here. Uh, later in August, uh, there's conversation with India. With the, I was actually on a conference call yesterday with some folks from England uh, to bring some tournaments here also. Uh, the uh, partner that we choose have already spent money ahead of time in order to fulfill the obligation. And in Don't fact, currently they're on the way to improve the lighting at the park will, that will not only benefit uh, cricket, but will benefit the entire park because uh, proper lighting uh, needs to be there in order to have any kind of games. Uh, and this is an adjustment uh, to accommodate them putting more money up front uh, to assist in improving the site. Uh, and, and it is a substantial amount of funds that is being expanded. Actually, the work is ongoing right now. Uh, I think we're looking at over $700,000 in investment. Were we not to have this partner in place, we would have to uh, really put these funds out. They've paid the, their funds on time. Uh, there's some adjustments in order to make this a little bit better for all of us uh, that is being asked here. Uh, I, I know that it came a little bit late, uh, but there was negotiations going on, so uh, we have these games coming up that are critical uh, for us growing, growing, growing uh, uh, the economy of this area and of our county. Uh, I don't know if uh, anyone from the uh, Worldwide Sports would like to speak. John Millage. I'm sorry, what's your name, sir? <laughs> Thank you, Mayor. John Millage, attorney for Worldwide. Yeah, just briefly, as Commissioner Holness uh, mentioned, this amendment's necessary uh, because there's several hundred thousand in lighting that needs to be installed this summer. We've got two tournaments coming. Um, the tournaments can't be held in the daytime. It's too hot, so that's the purpose for the lighting. Um, so that's been resolved. There's a couple of cleanup items, and we had a couple of Sunshine Law meetings with staff. And we've resolved all those issues, and I just want to thank Dan West and, the, and their staff for their efforts on this. So we just ask you to move forward this, this morning. We have no uh, further issues. Uh, we're in agreement with staff on the, on the agreement. Thank you. Okay. Can, can, Commissioner Geller? Uh, yes. Can I, I'd like to ask, you know, I don't know if Dan West is here. I'd like to ask county administrator, county attorney. This is not just a little late. The memo is dated today. Um, I know that as of yesterday, when I was trying to review everything, there was an item, but no backup on this. You know, I don't know as I sit here whether or not the county administrator is good with this, the county attorney, county parks. You know, I, I'm glad to hear that, you know, Mr. Millage's client is, is good with this, but is the county good with this? So um, let me start with um, I received um, this document um, pretty much when everyone else did uh, late last night. So um, when I look at the item, it, it authorizes, I mean, I had this conversation a little bit earlier with the attorney. I was uncomfortable if this was suggesting that we direct me to do this because I have not had an opportunity to perform any due diligence on the item. I did speak to Dan um, earlier this morning, and um, in, uh, in general, he is supportive of where we are, but there were 
uh, I don't think any of us have really gotten down to just review the the, the nits and tits of this item. So what I'd like to do, um, what um, if if I've interpreted this correctly, uh, certainly from our perspective, uh, we want to do what is mutually beneficial to both the um, um, worldwide sports, but it's the county as well, and 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 give me the opportunity to do that. So if I understand this correctly, this is a motion to authorize and not a motion to direct. Correct. Okay. I think I think what, what, what is here does what needs to be done. Uh, and, and I want you to understand that this is negotiation that occurred over a good period of time and county uh, attorney staff had worked on this diligently going back and forth uh, with our partner and with our parks department to get to where we have this uh, document here in front of us. Yeah, Mayor, I think the county administrator's interpretation is correct. This is a motion authorized uh, just to let the board know these negotiations continued, I think, Mr. Sanowski, in, into the weekend. There were additional terms negotiated over the weekend. There weren't very material changes at the end. Uh, we were under the impression that uh, Mr. West was sufficiently comfortable with the document. Uh, we are sufficiently comfortable legally with the document. Not all of our suggested terms uh, made their way into the document, but uh, that's how negotiations occur. Sometimes you get them and sometimes you don't. So I don't think there's anything in this item that compels Ms. Henry to enter into it. Uh, we are prepared to work with county administration and with parks to finalize this uh, as quickly as possible. County admin, would it be okay to ask uh, Mr. West? Mr. West? Good morning. If you could just weigh in, any concerns or where we're at on this? We went through four negotiation meetings, uh, Mayor and Vice Mayor and Commissioners. And this, um, obviously, uh, our county administrator didn't have time because, as we talked about, this weekend was really when we had the final agreement. Uh, yes, um, to a point where both parties agreed we should move forward. I haven't had a sufficient time yet to brief uh, Bertha on all the particulars. but. If I think what the county uh, attorney said, sufficiently agreeable on all the items, we did. And we went through uh, pretty painstaking agreements or amendments that both parties probably had to give a little to get something done. We know this. If we can get this thing accomplished, uh, we will get these lights in this summer. Uh, we will have hopefully two games uh, this uh, in August, and we're going to be on our way to a very good successful agreement, but there's a lot of pieces of it that I still need to brief uh, the county administrator on to make sure she's just as comfortable as we are. Yeah. Vice Mayor Bogan. I just, so I want to just confirm, because there's many agreements that do not, you know, that are signed off, that are under certain amounts that county administrator, I assume, you're, you know, you're not involved with every agreement, correct? That this county is, are you involved with every agreement that goes through this county? I'm not involved in every agreement, but I have been involved in this one. Okay, but so far, you're satisfied and council's satisfied with the terms of this agreement? Yeah, we're satisfied legally, but, but there, are, there are business concerns. I mean, I, I think uh, I spoke to, to Bertha this morning, and she had, and I, I take uh, some of the blame for this as well. I, I thought that she was more comfortable with it and had reviewed it. Uh, this has been a very hectic week. I should have uh, maybe thought that she had not had the opportunity to do so. And given that there are some substantial changes 
uh, that could impact us over a 15-year period, I think right. legally it's prudent to make sure that Ms. Henry is comfortable with it. Of and course. I, it, yeah, so. I, I just wanted to make sure at least you two, uh, you know, had your, you were, were fine with it, you know, so far with, with the deal. And, and, I, and I will speak on that. I want to make sure that this has um, obviously been an agreement that's been in the works for several years. Right. This is an amendment to that agreement. There are major points that were discussed, including scheduling, lighting, and a number of other components. I think we, we successfully went through a number of those things, but the pieces of it that I think that uh, the county administrator needs to look at, obviously, are the things that are over that 15-year life of the agreement. And so, as I said before, we, we're doing our very best with this. I mean, we, we, we know it's a, a work in progress. I think both parties agree to that, and there's a lot of commitment on each of our parts. That's why we, we've come to this point where we are now, but we literally did not get this done until this weekend. So it wasn't as if we were trying to hold off. It's just we had points of concern on both parties that we got to this point. So I think we're, we're almost there, uh, and that's where we need to uh, give the county administrator the time to look at. And I'm not speaking on her behalf. Okay. I'm just saying that's what I would have done okay. in the first place. Commissioner here. Ryan followed by Commissioner Yudin. Did you want to speak? No, no. Okay. I believe this is probably the most um, complex sporting franchise or, or sporting endeavor that we have in our parks. Um, and um, I was uncomfortable with the initial uh, agreement. Uh, and this coming at the last minute, um, you know, seems concerning to me because, I mean, your, um, your area of expertise is in operating parks and um, there are certain business uh, issues here that I think should have uh, a reasonable opportunity for vetting. Uh, I'd feel more comfortable if it authorized the county administrator to uh, negotiate and or approve uh, so that there's an understanding for both parties when they go into um, discussions on this that it's not a take it or leave it proposition with respect to the county administrator that she's compelled to either approve it or say, you know, we can't work out the details. So this coming to her, you know, at the last minute, I don't understand the, um, the necessity, you know, and we talk about when you bring supplemental items, there should be some level of, of urgency. Um, I don't find it here. I mean, the issue with regard to the lighting was uh, an obligation of uh, the licensee or tenant, you know, from the, from the very beginning. So it's not something that just appeared. So, um, uh, I'd feel more comfortable if it authorized the county administrator to negotiate. Mayor, to, me, to, to that me, issue. Well, me, uh, actually, I've got, I've got Commissioner Udeen. I'll, I'll come to that in a minute. Commissioner Udeen, Commissioner Rich, then Commissioner Holness. Just a couple, a couple questions, because I, I was also uncomfortable when this had originally come up and I voted against it, but it's been passed and now they're, they're operating the facility or they're in the terms of the agreement. In the recitals of the agreement, there's not a recital that says all the parties are satisfied that they've lived up to the terms of the original party. Like there's no, no one's in default. So have, has the agreement been complied with? Um, as was originally stated, there was supposed to be certain dollars paid and certain tournaments brought for that first year. Is, are, are we in compliance with that? Mr. West. 
they're, they, are, they are up to date on their payments. Uh, the area where we did as another part of the agreement was to waive their first year requirements regarding the games. And we are now working with them. That's actually in the agreement as right. what we're going to do with the future games. They still have to make up the schedule in their second and third year as stated in the agreement. But the first year, obviously, it was a year of uh, trial and error, trying to figure out how the, to work with the different uh, boards. And uh, certainly they've done a lot of work in that area, so I trust that they're continuing to look at that. They may speak more on that. Okay. Um, I, I get the thing of getting the lights done during the summer if that becomes important to keep them on their timeline, and, and I want to respect that. Even though I didn't vote originally for it, I want to try and uh, be supportive of this. And, and I, I would be supportive as long as the county administrator gets the ability I don't want it to, the way that it's worded right here, it basically says approve in the final form, um, subject just to minor, I mean, I don't want the county administrator to have to renegotiate this whole thing, but I, it's got, it can't just be this form, take it or leave it before the county administrator has a chance to review it and opine on something this big. This is much bigger than, you know, a small contract. I want to try and support it. If we can agree with doing it that way, then I would be supportive of it. I think what the attorney says is that there's opportunity for adjustments if need be. I, I think that you're, you're both accurate. Uh, when this agenda item was prepared, uh, it presumed that, that uh, the county administrator was comfortable with all of the material business points, and she might not be. So I, I think we could craft something that would provide her with a little bit more uh, discretion, and therefore it's not just an approve or disapprove. Uh, if, if there's urgency in trying to get this done over the summer so the lights can be installed, I think that would be a helpful uh, while, while I call on Commissioner Rich, maybe you can craft some language real quick that would allow for something like right. that. Can I just, one, one other thing, is, is there a timeline on what needs to be done? I mean, like what is the lighting timeline that, that we have? Could, could this come back to us with a finalized agreement on August 14th to just be no. approved? The games are before that. Okay. That's what I, I wanted to speak to the lighting issue. The games are before the, we come back. We come back okay. on the 14th. The games are the 4th and the 5th. Okay, uh, the, the, one, one of the issues we face is that That's if we don't have the light in there, then the games have to be played pretty much in the daytime. And, and, and not only is it hot, you also have issues with television, depending on where you are in, in, with the rest of the world, what part of the world you're playing, uh, so that that timeline can be can can be uh, adjusted for them to be able to to be doing that. And if you played in the daytime, you can have lesser attendance than if you played in the evening time where there's lighting. Uh, they they have traveled all over the world, uh, including India, spending more than a week there, trying to bring teams because India has a 1.2 billion people. That's basically the powerhouse of cricket. Uh, when, when we're here at a certain time, it's daytime there, it's nighttime, we, we have to be able to be flexible in order to make this happen. And, and they've already put out and contracted pretty much to get this thing done. They have been ahead of schedule on everything we've asked them for. Now the games may not be as much because we needed to work through lighting and through all the issues. Now we're picking them up, okay, with, with two major tournaments here for certain this year and working on others, possibly this year, possibly next year. If we don't have these light, lights in, you're not going to be able to play these games. And we are, they're already on a contract to get these, these games done. 
Okay, that's, I mean, it seems to me, but in hearing from Dan West, that they're probably close to getting this done. And I think if we could, I would be comfortable supporting this if there could just be some, it's that last sentence under the motion to authorize that gives me a lot, some pause. If, if, if it can be, if the concept is that this goes to the county administration for review, not simply just to rubber stamp it, then, then I would support it. Commissioner Rich. Thank you. Um, I, I am very uncomfortable um, with this. Um, you know, I felt this week a lot of a lot of things have been you know kind of thrown at us at the last minute, and I understand it's the last meeting. People want to get things done, but I am extremely uncomfortable with the way this is brought to us at the last minute. I have absolutely, you know, I, I feel I, I I just can't vote for it the way it is right now. I mean, we're we're we have a, a county administrator. Uh, who is uh, uh, to say that in in a, in a um, in, in an action here that she can't make sub no no not, uh, she can only make non-substantive changes subject to the office of the county attorney uh, and uh, approving the final form of the amendment as to legal sufficiency. I, I, uh, she has got to have an opportunity to look at this, and I understand the time frame and everything, but we have to. I believe. I, I'm not going to support this unless we have some wording in here that allows the, 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 the county administrator that we pay a lot of money to to be that a county administrator and to oversee things to pass something without having her eyes on it and having an opportunity to, you know, to make some changes or, or maybe not, but just have that opportunity. Okay, Vice Mayor. Rich, Vice Mayor. Just took the word out non-substantive. Mike. Mike. Sorry. If you just take the word out to make changes, instead of just take the word out non-substantive, would that be acceptable? You could say negotiate. You could say negotiate. Just, yeah. I think, I think county attorney is getting ready to help us out here. Yeah, could you? <laughs> yeah, and, and again, you know, Senator Rich, uh, we uh, a thought that the agreement was sufficiently final, and again, uh, the county administrator wasn't required to approve it. If it didn't get approved, uh, over the summer, then it would have come back to the board afterwards. But I, but understanding now the full conversation and exactly where we are, and forgive me for this not being very artistic, uh, but uh, it would be a motion to authorize the county administrator to complete any required additional negotiations to finalize the First Amendment to the agreement and to authorize her to execute it on behalf of the county, provided it does not include financial or other terms more burdensome uh, to the county than, is, uh, than are in the current draft and subject to approval by the county attorney as to legal sufficiency. That was pretty artistic. So I make that motion. <laughs> okay, there's a motion there. I have a second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Aye. That passes unanimously. Nice job, county attorney. Thank you. Okay, last one, 103. Um, mo motion for uh, the revised lease agreement for Young at Art. And I put this on the term. I thought we were real close. Um, I think we are. I think we are. Uh, I understand there was one issue that may not have been as close as I thought, had to do with the- They changed my language. Yeah, Sorry. had to do with the unilateral. Uh, the initial part was a unilateral agreement with the extensions being unilateral for the first part. That has now been changed to the second extension and all of those extensions after that are mutual. Um, and uh, I think with that, I think it hopefully made everybody okay. Uh, I'll, I'll entertain a motion. I have a motion. Do I have a second? Second. I have a motion and a second. All those in favor. Okay. Mr. Mayor, you have some speakers. Oh. 
Sorry. Okay. Um, are these questions only? Or are these? We're just here for comments. Okay. All right. Vice Mayor Bogan. Yeah. Okay. I'd ask Council, um, what does this actually do from the previous agreement? In short, how does this? What is revised actually being changed here? Uh, it, it's actually quite substantial. Uh, the revisions, uh, and uh, I don't know if uh, Mike Kerr or Angela Benjamin are here. They could uh, provide the uh, the most material uh, changes. Uh, Alan Cohen, if he's here, also. Um, yeah. But uh, it's, and I think that the county administrator uh, issued an, as additional material a memorandum. I think that went out this morning, uh, maybe late yesterday, that that provides some of the the history. Uh, this was, as originally contemplated, a very different deal. Uh, there was supposed to be um, a major payment uh, to repay the county for uh, capital expenditures. In 2014, this became a true lease uh, with certain payment obligations. I, I think that there were uh, financial problems with complying with that as well. And uh, we've so, been- uh, if I can interrupt you, I'm sorry. Uh, are there still problems in paying this? Is it, I mean, I kind of feel every year there's a new deal, another deal, another revision, another deal, another angle to, to change this. And I just, uh, here's another, you know, I haven't had a chance to really get down and dirty into this one, but the, it just always seems that there's a new deal with Young at Art every right. year. The, the biggest difference now, there's not a pathway to ownership. It's strictly a right. rental agreement. This, this, yes. This are, is, are they, all, are they current on their payments? Uh, they are current, I believe, on their on their rent uh, payments. I think there's some dispute with regard to other payments uh, under the lease. But this, this is a far uh, cleaner document and arrangement. It is a straight lease, and particularly with the change, which I understand would make uh, all of this would be a 10-year lease with fixed rent, with a uh, fixed 3% escalator. Uh, it has very, very clear provisions as to the permitted uses, as to terminations that are allowed if certain things occur. Uh, a lot of time went into all of that. Uh, it's now no longer a 20-year lease or a 30-year lease because with unilateral renewal rights. Uh, it is a pure 10-year lease on business terms, as I understand uh, them, that the county administration uh, is, I don't want to say comfortable, it might not be the, the best word, but uh, they are acceptable to county administration. Two, two questions. Are, uh, as, as the attorney, are you, uh, are you fine with these uh, terms? I think, I think legally they're fine, yes. Yeah. And remember, this is just a term sheet. Uh, the devil's in the detail sometimes, and we're going to be very careful uh, in drafting. We actually have a, a lease that's uh, very close to final form, and yes, we are comfortable with them. How about the county administrator? Are, are you, do you, is this a change um, in the best interest of the county? Yes, it, the, um, there were some modifications overnight that makes it um, a lot more comfortable um, with okay. for administration. So, Thank you. Commissioner Udine. Just the modification overnight, because when I met with Young at Art, um, so this is a 10-year lease. Correct. At the, year, at the end of year 10, it's a, it's a, the county and Young at Art would get together to talk about the future. It's not a unilateral on either side. So it's not, it's a, it requires mutual assent. If there's not mutual assent, then at the end of 10 years, the parties part, and that's that. That's correct. I, on the day of signing of the lease, all litigation, everything stops? Yes. That's part of this? Yes. 
Okay. And if Young at Art has a different uh, understanding of that, uh, I'd like to hear it, but that is certainly built into the terms, yes. Mayor. Okay. Um, Commissioner Rich, then Commissioner Shreve. And Commissioner Gunn. Commissioner Rich. You're good? Okay. Okay. Um, Mayor, I just wanted to make sure that um, as we move forward with this lease agreement, that all the financials that I requested as backup are provided. And for the benefit of the commissioners that are new to the dais, this has come up multiple times, and I know you've seen the backup that I requested for um, the history on this. I was a little bit uncomfortable resigning this lease for this length of time, only because over the period of time that we keep approving it, I felt like the organization hadn't proven financial stability. And in order for us to get on the same page and for me to continue to feel comfortable approving these leases and for this particular organization, I felt like more transparency needed to occur in terms of the financial documents. I had made a request um, from at, of the auditor last evening in regards to um, the fact that some of the financials didn't include um, salaries and um, uh, some of the ex overhead expenses. And from a business perspective, I just felt like overhead expenses are some things that really get businesses in trouble. And I just wanted to make sure that we weren't continuously pushing and throwing money and, and goodwill behind and not knowing what the financial viability of the organization was. And then the second thing that I'd asked is that um, it was my suggestion that the initial term was for five years instead of the 10 and then that thereafter for five years um, renewable times um, five to get to the 30 year period and with the mutual agreement. And so I just, I thought when I came in here today that that's what we were going to be doing, but now I'm hearing 10. So I want to make sure that we're still going to do the five. Is that we're not going to do the five? The first year, the first 10 years is uh -huh. unilateral. Uh -huh. Then it goes 10 year mutual and then five and five, I think. Okay, right. I wasn't in agreement with that. That's not what they told me what we were doing. When we when we came in, to, say I, that again. I think that's right. So I think we need to clarify. So okay, it is the clarify. first the ten, the first ten years. Um, it's a, the first uh, period is ten years. Yes. And then it's two five year um, increments, mutually agreed upon. Four 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 five, oh, four, four, five, four, five, five year increments. Year. Oh, sorry, yes. four. Sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm, the next right. after the ten years, it's mutual assent. Okay. May, may, just, Mayor, just to make sure we're all on the same page with this, because we were going back and forth in terms of the renewal terms mm -hmm. being five years or ten years. The way I understand it now and uh, is that it's an initial ten-year term with four potential uh, five-year renewals by mutual agreement of the parties. I'm, yes. hearing, I'm seeing a yes back there. Yes. Th thank you. Thanks for going. I... I have just finished serving as chair of a 501c uh, a charity, and therefore I perhaps have greater sympathy for what uh, fundraising difficulties there have been for charities or what there were during the Great Recession, which for, fortunately we're all coming out of now. I actually had been prepared to support what I thought was the plan up through yesterday or two days, which was a 10 and 
an additional 10 for a total of 20. My understanding is that there's an agreement now for 10 or uh, 10 year and then by mutual agreement, a series of five years. And it's my understanding that Young et Art has agreed to that. And I would like to see heads nodding if it's a verification that YAA has agreed to that. For the record, I have seen a combination of heads <laughs> nodding and thumbs up. A lot of bubbles. Right. Uh, I, I'm approaching this. I would have actually agreed to give them more. I understand that Commissioner Sharif would have preferred to give them less. I think that, therefore, what we have now is probably the best compromise that we can come up with. Okay. And, and I, you know, I think we're, I think we're very lucky to have Young at Art here in Broward County. I think it is an iconic uh, museum. It's very, there are very few of these uh, in the United States. It, do, it is a very tough one to, uh, I know you guys have, have had problems trying to maintain some of the financial part because it's a tough thing. I remember taking my fourth grade class to Young at Art when they were in a shopping, in a strip mall. And it was one of the best things my class classes ever had a chance to do. They loved doing it. That's a, that's the same thing that you see class after class throughout this county gets a chance to do that. And it is it is very worthwhile uh, organization. And uh, we have a motion and a second. All the no. just yes. uh, just for clarification, uh, Commissioner Sharif mentioned certain financial statements. Uh, she she did distribute. Uh, it's item 103, paren two. Uh, additional material, and I just I didn't know if that was in the form of a, of an amendment that this would have to be included uh, within the terms of the the lease agreement, and if so, I'm not sure if if Young at Art has seen them, uh, and if uh, it's something they're amenable to, or if we're just getting into uh, a deal breaker uh, situation with it. So I I didn't know if uh, uh, Commissioner you you wanted to, and if the board has seen it, it's. Uh, Disclosure of all income, grants, fundraising, rentals, entrance fees, and other income-generating activities, all expenses including overhead, and all payroll for staff, board members, vendors, 1099. Uh, if, if that's proposed as an amendment, uh, it's something that should be considered by the board, and if that's something that's unworkable to Young and Art, perhaps we can short-circuit uh, a couple of months of uh, more back and forth by understanding that at this point. Well, can I just um, finish? I was I was speaking, but then everybody kind of chimed in. Oh, my my point in presenting that was that you can't have a clear financial outlook or a clear financial picture of an organization's viability if those things are not included. And my understanding this, thus far to this point is that those things have not been included in the financial backup that we're using to renegotiate the lease in this decision. And so that's why I was kind of uncomfortable. So if you don't have a clear understanding of what they're spending on overhead costs, then how can you say, okay, well, we're going to make an exception and give a lower lease agreement and we're going to forgive, you know, the 1.2 million that they agreed to previously in fundraising that they didn't do. And I just, I was cool with all of that initially because I'm, I'm supporting of, supportive of the arts, but I just think, you know, just like you talked about a process, this is a process. And um, if, this is, if this is the item that we're going to approve today, then I'm going to be a no for this because I, I think full transparency and financials is needed for us to make these type of decisions. And so with that, I'll, I'll just turn it over to the auditor so he can answer. Uh, uh, Mayor, uh, one consideration that, that you, you may have is that 
uh, to give us time to do an audit of the financial management of the organization and then also the financial viability going concern for the organization. But we are giving them a very significant sub subsidy and uh, we're entering into long-term lease. It may be prudent for us to do an audit and just make sure that their house is in order financially and also from a going concern basis, either before we sign their agreement or after we sign. The, I, uh, they have been uh, paying the rent every month. They're up, they're up to speed on their rent. Um, they, part of the reason that it's being renegotiated is because it's, it's, you know, it's more expensive than they can afford in many ways. And so that's why they're doing this. Trying to, trying to extend this out another year or whatever, you would, whatever that would be is going to be, that that's make it, makes it hard for that organization to stay alive. The, the, I, you know, I don't think that, you know, I understand viability, but they have been on time with their rent every, all throughout this time. Well, yes, they have. Well, they, 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 no, but those, yes, but there's discussions when people are doing uh, pledges and sponsorships of why, where, what category that goes for. That's what the, when, the, well, when there's when discrepancies. You, when you say you can't afford something, then you want to know about the viability of the corporation. It's not, it's not an uncommon request. I mean, what I'm asking for is basic. You would have to give that for any loan that you would apply right. for anywhere else. Commissioner Gallagher. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, Mr. Mayor, I, I distinguish whether or not we want to go into business with Young at Art from whether or not we should continue with a group that is already in a purpose-built facility. In, in this particular case, they're in there. If they don't pay the rent, then they'll have to leave. That, right. Correct? Okay. Right, right. Based on this, you know, like I said, I, I, I've come from having just been chair of a nonprofit. They can't do the fundraising that they need without the certainty that they can give the naming rights to this, the naming rights to that, knowing that that's going to be there. I don't want to delay this any longer. No, I, don't I think that they, you know, we have negotiated this to death before I was on this commission. We've been negotiating. I think that what we've done is each side has given. YAA is no longer trying to own the building because they can't afford they couldn't afford right. that. So instead, we're entering into a lease with a group that has already been paying rent to us. If I hope that they will be able to make it financially. If they don't, nice knowing y'all, but, but I think I'm satisfied, again, coming from having done what they're doing. I understand it, and I'm satisfied that they will do it. I'm satisfied with where we are now, and I seem to notice most people motion. nodding their heads in agreement. Motion, motion to extend motion the meeting. Extend the time for meeting. Have a second? For the conclusion of this item. Okay, I have a motion. Yes. Or 15 minutes. Sorry. Yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah. 20. 20. 20 minutes. Uh, 20 minutes. Motion. Second. Second. Motion second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? No. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't okay. okay. Uh, that passes <laughs> almost unanimously. <laughs> I, have, I have a question. Okay. I want to just ask our auditor, what's the subsidy you're referring to? Uh, the, the additional payments that was required under the terms of the previous uh, agreements regarding 
uh, the building and so forth were not made. Right. Uh, the, the rent was paid, but the other additional payments they were to make, they did not do. Commissioner yeah. Dean. So this is something that happened way before I got here, but the additional payments for the building is already money that's gone. They, they can't do it. If we ask them to do it, they would probably just have to close up shop, and that would be that. But Commissioner Sharif raises an important point, and I think that provided that they're paying the rent, as Commissioner Geller and, and the attorney mentioned, and if we can put in the recitals of the lease, provided that they're still operating in, this, in the Young at Art with what they do, if they're able to operate the facility as the Children's Museum, everything that's in here in the backup, make that a condition of default. If they can't operate as to what they say they're going to be, the Young at Art Museum, then, then, it would, then it would be a condition of default, and then it satisfies kind of what Commissioner Sharif is, is, is bringing up. I mean, they're there. They're operating as Young at Art with everything that Young at Art entails. If they're going to keep operating as Young at Art with everything that Young at Art entails, and they're going to pay the rent, then the county is in proper shape of where it's supposed to be now. I, I can't comment on what happened in the past because I wasn't here, and obviously that's money that's gone. But Commissioner Sharif wants to make sure that they're a going concern, and they're, if they're not a going concern, then it's just going to be our empty building that we're going to have. Right. So as long, if that becomes a, c a condition of default, which is probably standard in lease language, then I would support it. And I think that would satisfy what Com Commissioner Sharif, maybe not satisfy Commissioner Sharif, but satisfy what she wants to accomplish. Okay. Isn't and I think that's standard lease? lease language. Isn't that already in the lease? Yes, it's already in the lease. I haven't seen the lease. No. Okay. It, it, it's, it's in there, in, uh, uh, Commissioner Udine, in, in very significant detail. There are specific use provisions. It, it says exactly right. what they can do. There are certain ancillary uses designed to permit so them to... I, I understand. Yeah. Is that a condition of default if they don't do that? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if they don't use, if, if they violate the use clause, uh, it, it's going to be a condition of, of default. And if they make you know, certain uses are uncurable defaults and others are automatic termination. So they're, yes, they're, it's layered uh, a lot of different ways to protect what uh, uh, express concerns uh, will relate to me. And yes, absolutely, if they, if they don't pay their rent uh, and they don't operate as it's not just Children's Museum, it's Children and Family Museum and certain ancillary things, the summer camp, they can right. have events. If they, if they violate that, then they're not gonna be able to stay, correct? Okay. We have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? No. Okay, and that passes one, two, three, five to one. Okay. Uh, with that, we go to the mayor's report. Uh, this Thursday, we're going to have a uh, budget workshop, 430, room 430 at 1230 p.m. And that is because we have an MPO meeting. What's that? When is that? That is this Thursday. Okay. Correct? at 12.30, because there's an MPO meeting in the morning. And just so everybody knows, uh, we passed we pass the MPO thing this, today. They will be passing the, the other part of the MPO through the MPO okay. uh, in the subsequent meeting, at which point we're all members of the MPO. Some will be alternates. Um, last Thursday, I also made a presentation uh, to the Broward League of Cities on our transportation plan. Um, thank you to Gretchen for the help on that. Um, it was fairly well received. We had a some questions, but it's uh, we're, we're working on some con continued dialogue there. Um, also, last week with the Broward League of Cities School Safety Task Force, I had shared that with uh, Commissioner Ryan, 
and we presented a 93-page uh, report with 100 recommendations for school board, for uh, the mental health community, uh, even with uh, the county, a number of things. It's a pretty extensive report. Um, goes into a lot of a lot of things, but uh, it, it, it has some very good recommendations. Um, our solid waste consultant, Arcadis, is almost finished, and there was a meeting scheduled for July 3rd. Has that been canceled now? That's been canceled. Okay. But I did ask for all of the commissioners to receive the report, hopefully you have uh, by now, of the recommendations. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll have to verify that. The okay. report that they gave us, they indicated at the meeting that, that they needed to make yeah, several corrections, oh, okay. and it's, we'll wait until we have the, the, the cleaned up copy. copy. Yeah. Okay. Okay, there were some very interesting recommendations in that that we're going to want to take a, a close look at. Um, last week marked the uh, opening of the new Bark facility, which was fantastic. What a what a building! What a great building! Um, I, I think uh, I think we're doing I think we're doing some very good work there. Um, and then I also had a chance to cut the ribbon on the seven. New Habitat for Humanity Homes in, in uh, the uh, Municipal Services District. Those are some very happy families uh, and, and some beautiful homes. And June 1st marked the start of hurricane season. I did ask for, uh, I sent a letter to all the cities asking them if they could, I sent them a letter not only to them and, and a list of all the shelters and, and what cities they were in. And I asked for the cities if they could uh, have somebody that was uh, could help work in that shelter if they had somebody from that shelter. The idea is now we're trying to have somebody from both the school board, the county, and the city at every facility so we have a point person uh, in case there's a need for that. And many of the cities are starting to, they're, they're dribbling in, but they're coming in. Um, and I think that's it. I'll start over here, Commissioner Geller. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, very little. Uh, Senator Rich and I were at the uh, Plantation, uh, uh, City of Plantation Memorial Day uh, function, uh, which was well attended. Um, the, uh, we'll be attending later this month, Florida Association of Counties meeting in, in July at National Council of Legislators from Gaming States meeting in sunny Cleveland. Um, and um, just wish everybody a happy summer and a safe one, and see you back at our next meeting. Okay, Commissioner Sharif. Thank you. Well, as you know, this summer um, in July, from July the 12th through the 16th, I will be actively engaged at National Association of Counties to be the next second vice president. I'm looking forward to seeing the majority of you there. I think the majority of our commission is coming, if not all. But um, I would appreciate any support that you could lend, Bogan, Absolutely. in terms of, because I, I, want, I want to make sure he's coming, so I'm putting him on the spot. Absolutely, I'm going with you. Yes, yeah. thank you. And um, in helping me to lobby on behalf of the state of Florida to be the representative of the National Association of Counties, I really would appreciate that. Listen, where's our, our t-shirts? I've what, got. What the, I'm gonna get you some t-shirts. Nashville. It's in ten, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, we get hats too. Right yeah. And um, I'm just so you know, I've told them already. I've got one of the most fierce legal teams on this dais, and that you can convince anybody of anything. 
and, and so I'm looking forward to having all of you there. Um, As what meeting? National Council of Legislators from Gaming States. I'm past president of that. It's okay. They can do without you. I need you. <laughs> Geller, you can be very persuasive. Um, I, I mean, when you yell at me, I want to vote yes, but I vote no. Um, so. Thank you, I think. I, yeah. You're, you're welcome. Uh, I attended the NACO's Health uh, Equity Peer Exchange Conference in Louisville, Kentucky. And um, that was from the 6th to the 8th. And I thought this was just an, a, a very good event where we were able to, 15 of us from throughout the United States were able to get together and talk about some of the health disparities, food um, uh, challenges that we have, and income inequality in some areas. They had a, some, some really um, amazing programs for revitalization and to prevent regentrification of low-income areas, particularly the HOPE 6 grant program. They used that to rebuild 3,000 houses in one area. So I thought that was um, significant. Um, I had fun speaking to a group of adventurers in Lauder Hill at the Seventh-day Advantage Church. And uh, so cute, these kids are going on a mission to Canada to um, to see how they can help to stop bullying and other uh, issues in schools, which I think is really cute. And then um, I will deliver the commencement speech at the graduating class at the Pace Center for Girls Performing for Girls at Broward. And this is um, very meaningful. I've done this before, but these are young ladies who um, people said were not going to make it, and they can. And you better not be betting on me because you're going to lose. And I will be attending the Military Appreciation Day co-hosted by Honor in Flight South Florida and um, in the city of Pembroke Pines. And um, with that, uh, that concludes my remarks. Vice Mayor Bogan. I wish everybody a happy, great summer. And uh, please, uh, for our administrator to extend uh, my thanks to Scott Bruner for doing, uh, putting up, uh, as crazy as it sounds, getting a stoplight, I think will save lives in Collier City. And so I really appreciate that. It's been working hard on it. But please extend thanks to him. And that's it, thank you. Commissioner Ryan, you barely made it here today. The, the mayor has already commented on uh, the one item that I wanted to mention, and that was uh, the Broward Addiction Recovery Center, commonly known as BARC, and uh, the phenomenal difference between the current facility over at Sailboat Bend and, and what uh, we saw the ribbon cutting on this past week, um, more than just night and day. Um, you now have a center that um, is inviting and I think is really going to serve the core purpose of healing persons uh, with addiction. It's so important as to, you know, lives, families, and um, goes into... Um, housing and, and so many other issues that are that are really uh, very close near and dear to the members on this commission so um, again I want to say that uh, this county administration worked diligently and for years and years um, particularly with the city of Fort Lauderdale to get this done it was no easy lift um, I'm, I'm very happy that we're there now and look for a, a lot of success with that facility so uh, and specifically to you, County Administrator, job well done. It's amazing. It took 19 years. And, and, and kudos. There were a couple of people, Rocky Rodriguez and uh, Don Maines. 
a few other people that have, have been working it from the beginning and just did a fantastic job. I'm going to be very sure quick. Um, I got a chance to give county administration the thanks of all the students uh, in Northwest Broward. They came and the students didn't come, but they gave me the plaque to bring down to them for thanking them for everything that the county did and the different agencies that came together to make the march in March a success. We knew that the whole nation was watching Northwest Broward and they didn't really let anybody down. It was done safely, securely, and, and very well done. Um, so I wanted to mention that. Second thing, uh, I've been going to some of the Chamber of Commerces in my district, and I encourage you guys to do the same with the new procurement stuff that we did. Most of the small businesses out there don't realize the benefit of becoming a certified small business, and when you tell them at the breakfast chamber meetings, you get huge rounds of applause because they see how much money the county spends and how they can get a piece of that. So if you, haven't, if you go out, uh, I think Brenda can give you some of the information. We have it in our office. Uh, in poster form, and it, it's it's very well received. Um, I am going to be deputy assistant under campaign manager for Commissioner Dr. Sharif at NACO, so <laughs> I'll be there knocking door to door to try and help make sure she gets elected. And I'm graduating and getting my CCC degree from the Florida Association of Counties over the summer, and with that, I wish everybody a happy very good. summer. Congratulations. Yay. Commissioner Rich? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to wish everybody a happy summer yet. Yeah, we, we got a lot of work to do. Thursday, right, right. But I, I do want to, I want to, you know, add on with the bark. I, I have to say it was, it was just amazing. Took, you know, too long, but it, yeah. it's, it is, you know, more than night and day. And 4,500 people are going to be able to be served there. Um, what an appropriate, unfortunately appropriate time, though, with the opioid epidemic. Um, and it's 50, 50 beds. The one thing I wanted to mention to everybody, since I, if I didn't mention affordable housing today, you all might fall over, <laughs> uh, right? But I asked when I, was, when I was going, yes, when I was going through the tour and I asked the, uh, one of the gentlemen about the percentage of the people that leave Bark that can go home or have placement with families and relatives uh, or need affordable housing, and about 40% need affordable housing and it is a big issue for them as to where people go after they finish their treatment so again it's another area where which you know leads me to to say that we need to put more money into affordable housing I, and i want to congratulate uh, uh our county administrator and staff uh one of the things we passed today was the five million dollar gap money for a, um, an RFP that was let, uh, which is very exciting to be able to do that. We also gave money to a couple of other projects. So it's what we should be doing, and it's exciting, but here's another, another need. And lastly, I want to mention um, Senator Geller and Commissioner Sharif were on the call uh, with uh, FAC, Florida Association of Counties, um, and I was on the call as, as well as a board member and a conference call. And it was really a little distressing to me, I have to say, and I think you all felt that way, that here we are on a call with all these counties and we're all paying dues to help each other. And one of the, the most significant issues are the preemption issues. They're taking away the ability for counties, you know, to run their own uh, counties and the lives, you know, of the people in the counties. So this had to do with the amendment for, uh, about the constitutional officers. And there are eight counties, we are one, uh, Miami-Dade, others, uh, who are per currently affected by this.
because we already have a form of government that we're happy with. There are 20 counties that were charter counties, but the rest of the counties really didn't care. <laughs> I mean, there were people just speaking and saying, you know, well, you know, it doesn't affect me. Well, you know what? I looked, I got a list of the dues, and we paid the top amount of dues along with about five or six other counties, most of whom were these counties, $119,000 a year. And I, 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 you know, I feel really strongly that we need to make our voices heard there, that we're putting in money, and they need to represent everybody's needs. And if one county was affected by this, they should have been willing to support you know, looking at trying to stop this from being on the ballot, which they didn't. But I, I just want to say I, I feel, you know, that's something we need to look at closely because we are, you know, again, the largest donors, just as we are with things to the, uh, you know, to the, to the, from the, to the state like the Sadowski Fund. So um, just a, a, you know, a comment. Anyway, thank you. Thanks for getting that in. Auditor? <laughs> uh, County Administrator, do you, do you have some plans for us on how to educate the public on the transportation plan? Of course. Of course. <laughs> so there are, there are a couple of things I would like to point out, and, and, and one was news to me. Um, there is, uh, I guess it's an experience dedicated destination, and it's by the Experience Institute. Never heard of them before, but they have accredited our county as being one of the first in the United States for its experience for visitors. So we must be doing some good things oh. here. So anyway, kudos to our, all of our community for making our visitors feel welcome. Uh, also, uh, we have we are the recipient uh, of 14 achievement awards from NACO. And the the two we're proud of all of them, but the one of the the two new programs that the board implemented to help um, disadvantaged individuals get employment were uh, one of the top the two of the top uh, programs. So again, um, this county really puts its money where its mouth is. And then finally, um, we're working on our um, our next ten week program, and this time we're calling it a pass port to Broward and it's on Thursday evenings and what we're trying to do is introduce college students to Broward County government. We want them to spend those 10 weeks visiting our um, agencies and learning about the employment opportunities that we have and and really hopefully if we can indoctrinate them into public service. So those are my biggies and you'll hear more about our other efforts uh, later this week. Okay, great. County Attorney? Just in case I forget to uh, say so on Thursday, I hope everyone has a wonderful recess, and uh, I know I'm looking forward to enjoying some of it myself. So. <laughs> okay. Thank you. And with that, all the supplementals are done. We're out of here. <laughs> one more. One more. <laughs> it's time for one more, I know. Okay, we're adjourned. <laughs>